2: And so an army of migrants continues their way uh, towards our border. And the president says he'll call out the military and will shut down the border. Now, with the new agreement that he has with the Mexican government, I don't think that that means that he's going to be able to. To uh, just close the you know the border down completely and can't do any business or anything like that. I don't think that is what we're looking at. Uh, but uh, you know, let's just face it: if if he forces that whole caravan, which right now they're saying numbers around seven thousand people, and forces them uh, to come through the just a couple of areas that take them forever to get across the border. It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. yeah I, uh, I believe that the president now this is a red line event he's going to have to to, to stand up and things uh, the way things go you know he's going to have to he's going to have to stand up and and tell the this caravan they can't come in. And let's see what happens when that happens. I mean, the U.N. story that was out over the weekend, the U.N. has uh, been sending in the necessary supplies to build a refugee camp on the Mexican side of the border. No word on how Mexico feels about that. I can't believe that they're going to be pleased with it at, at all. Now, the Democrats are not doing anything in any way, shape, or form to try to help the situation. They they don't want to talk about uh, immigration. They've politicized it, and uh, they're going to let this all go on the way it's going to go on at the border. They don't give a damn about the people that are trying to come into this country. They don't care about their own country. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. All they care about is trying to win the election. And thinking that the way this will play in front of the American people is uh, the American people will feel sorry for these people. I don't feel sorry for them at all. You don't want to come into my country the the legal way? Don't try to come in. I'm all about our military meeting them. You know, meeting them right on the the, bo- the border. And to be honest with you, if it meant that they have to fix bayonets, I don't care. If they've got to load up with live ammo, I don't care. You know, the president's right when he says, you don't know who's in that 7,000 people. And you can't just let people walk across your border. This crap of the Democrats thinking we can have uh, just open borders is insane. And if you believe in it, you're in, it's insane for you, too. I mean, do you open, do you leave your doors unlocked on your house and let anybody that knocks on your door and wants to come in, come in? Do you? Of course you don't. It's a rhetorical question. Of course you wouldn't do that. You'd fear for your own family. Been a lot being said about this. A couple of Fox News reports. Let's get you up to date real quick uh, on this. Fox News reporting about the migrant caravan now is swelled up to 7,000. Cut number two.
0: We've got a Fox News alert because the migrant caravan in Central America is growing as it heads towards the United States.
3: The group is now, as Steve was just saying, 7,000
0: strong. Well, Griff Jenkins has been seeing a lot of things at the border, but is he going to be seeing 5,000 people storm the border soon? He's in McAllen, Texas, where agents say they want
4: a wall. Griff. That's right, guys. Good morning. You know, this border's already overwhelmed. Just in the last three weeks here in the Rio Grande Valley sector, they've had more than 12,700 illegal aliens apprehended, and that's why they're worrying about that caravan getting up here and adding more to the problem. And they have here in this sector, guys, about 50 miles, 55 miles of a wall, and that's why Chief Padilla, Manuel Padilla, the sector chief here, says that he needs even more wall to help
5: solve the problem. Listen. If we had this uh, combination of personnel, technology, infrastructure throughout my border, we would truly transform this area. It's a win-win situation for everybody. Um, This area right here, we do not see MS-13. We do not see criminal aliens uh, coming into this area because of the capability that we have through this combination of personnel, technology, infrastructure
4: that combination is wall structure along with the manpower of the overworked border patrol agents doing such a good job here and of course the technology of cameras and infrared scopes but here's the thing guys in fiscal year 2017 of all of the family units alone that were apprehended and there were more than forty nine thousand in justice area alone only one point four percent have been deported to date so you add this seven thousand strong caravan they get here they claim asylum they come across they're gonna be released because there's nowhere to put them and that is why chief Padilla says that if this caravan comes and is let loose in this country more and more will continue to come this is a serious problem guys
2: there you go that that story there other new uh, material coming out being reported in in the media uh, after walking seven hours from the guatemalan border about three thousand migrants arrived in a uh State in uh, Mexico. On Monday, the caravan's next stop on the journey of at least 3,000 kilometers or 1,800 miles was uh, Hexla, I believe, a town around uh, 40 kilometers away. Quote We are well aware that this country, Mexico, didn't receive us as we expected, and they can return us to Honduras. And we also know there are drug traffickers who kidnap and kill migrants. But to be honest, we live with more fear in our own country, so we carry on forward. Activists say the journey through Mexico to the U.S. border can take a month. And uh, the president insisted Sunday that, quote, full efforts were underway to halt the caravan's progress. Full efforts are being made to stop the onslaught of illegal aliens from crossing our southern border. Uh, People have to apply for asylum in Mexico first, and if they fail to do that, the U.S. will turn them away. U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo warned that the migrants, quote, may be victimized by human smugglers or others who would exploit them. Quote, we also are deeply concerned by the violence provoked by some members of the group, as well as the apparent political motivation of some organizers of the caravan Pompeo said in a statement about a thousand migrants, including women and children were still stranded on a border bridge, hoping to enter Mexico legally via Guatemala. Mexican authorities insisted those on the bridge would have to file asylum claims one at a time in order to enter the country. And another separate group of about a thousand Hondurans started their own march across Guatemala, headed for Mexico and then the United States. The group of men, women, and children uh, gathered in a town before setting out on foot, saying no stopping us. No one is going to stop us after all we've gone through, said 21-year-old Aaron Wallace, who was accompanied by his wife and baby and was walking with difficulty because of an injury. Oh, my heart breaks. Look. There are laws. If you work with the laws, you should be able to find uh, some way of coming to this country legally. And it could be really worked out if the Democrats would work. Remember, the Democrats decided uh, to keep the status quo the way it was. Schumer turned down the president. A whole, about the whole thing with the dreamers and, and all the rest. Because he wanted this as a political tool. That's what he wanted. And and I agree with what the president said uh, just earlier today. Uh, let's play cut four for him there, Russ. Here's what the president had to say.
5: It's a disgrace, and the Democrats do it. And we don't have enough votes. We don't have enough Republicans to override they're negative because they do stick together. And remember this, they're only sticking together because they want to make sure that I and we don't get what they know our country needs. But I think they may be forced politically to do it because I gotta tell you, anybody that votes for a Democrat now is crazy when you look at what's coming up, crazy. It's gotta be crazy. I agree with The Democrats don't care about what their extremist immigration agenda will do to your communities, your hospitals. How about your hospitals? They're being overrun. Your schools, California, they want to give you free education, free health care, open borders. I mean, we're going to have 10 million people move to California. This is the craziest thing. So here's what we do. Let's get these people out of there. There's something wrong. They're cuckoo. The Democrats don't care that a flood of illegal immigration is going to totally bankrupt our country because all the Democrats want is power. And don't forget, everybody that comes across the border, for the most part, they're going to vote Democrat. They're not voting Republican. They're going to vote Democrat. So nobody said they're stupid, but it's bad for our country. But they're going to vote Democrat. No matter what we do, they will be voting Democrat. And they understand that. That's why Democrats support programs like catch and release. That's why Democrats want to give illegal aliens free welfare, free health care, and free education. Give them a driver's license. Give them a driver's license. Next thing you know, they'll want to buy them a car. Then they'll say the car's not good enough. We want, how about a Rolls Royce? Give a, we want a Rolls Royce. Made not in America, so therefore I hope that's not what we do. That's why Democrats want to give illegal immigrants the right to vote. How about in California, where illegal immigrants took over the town council, and now the town council is run by illegal immigrants in the town. I mean, is this even believable? You tell the stuff, it is sick. That's why Democrats want to abolish ICE, the most brave people.
2: There you go. President on fire last night. Definitely about that. Nice uh, rally going on. Going to be down in uh, Texas tonight going to bury the hatchet, so to speak, I guess, with Cruz and come down and and uh, talk for Cruz tonight. He's in a tough re-election battle. president will be there for him. When we come back, talk about the caravan itself, the president talking about that. And I got a cut from Elizabeth Warren that I got to play for you. She made a statement that just will... Um, make you shake your head and go, yeah, if you vote for Democrats, you're out of your mind. Well, if you want a career and you like working outdoors, uh, you like using your hands, uh, you can uh, get that kind of career by joining up with PI Roofing and Home Solutions. Uh, They want you to thrive in the outdoors, helping them take care of people's homes. PI Roofing Home Solutions has career opportunities in the commercial roofing and service division, residential roofing and service division, home solutions division. And uh, they say if you want to make a difference, you can make a difference together with PI Roofing as you climb your ladder to success. Starting pay up to $20 an hour. If you've got the, uh, you know, the wherewithal, if you have the experience, you can make up to $20 an hour. Apply at piroofing.com or call them 501-707-3551. All right, about six minutes till we get to the news at the bottom of the hour. We're talking about this caravan, as they want to say, of uh, illegals making its way to the uh, southern border. And uh, did you hear, you know what got the Democrats upset? Did you hear about this, Russ? They got upset at the AP because the AP called them, an army an army of uh, uh of illegals and uh, let me find that story real quick for us so i can give you the, the, the full
6: i'm waiting story. for somebody to call our military out if they have uh, a problem with them and say they literally steamrolled them
2: yeah ap yeah uh, uh, it, it just it, it, it's crazy this is crazy It's crazy. They're worried about what the AP is calling them and not worrying about 7000 people that are marching on uh, our southern border and saying, because things aren't the way it should be in our country, we should be able to just walk into the United States of America. No, it's not working that way. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. All right. So the president was talking about the caravan, talking about this illegal march coming towards our southern border and had this to say about them. This is cut number three.
5: is on their southern border, their southern border, and they're fighting and they're fighting some bad people in that group. You know, you see the people come up and you listen to the fake news back there and you think they're all. You think they're all wonderful people, right? No, no, you think, I'm serious. You think they're all wonderful people. You got some bad people in those groups. You got some tough people in those groups. And I'll tell you what, this country doesn't want them, okay?
2: There you go. That's right. This country doesn't want them. I don't know about you, but I don't want my tax money going to take care for a bunch of illegals. I don't want, who knows, MS-13 coming in, uh, Middle Easterners. You don't, we don't know who's in this group. Again, I go back to the illustration. If a bunch of people showed up at your door, let's say 20 people, 20 people, they show up, your door, knock on your door, you open the door, and they go, we're coming into your house. You can just step aside and let them come in your house. I doubt it. And if they and if they telegraphed you and sent you a text uh, a month before and say, we're going to be at your house on this day and uh, you should make way and you need to load up your refrigerator with extra food and you need to be, you know, buy some extra mattresses. You need to move people around in your house. You tell them to go stick it. Well, how is this any different? They want to come in your home, the United States of America, and just walk right in and take whatever they want. Man, unbelievable. How about Elizabeth Warren? Got to get a little Elizabeth Warren in if you want some real crazy stuff from uh, uh, the left. She says ICE is not making us safer and I'll, I'll play that for you here in a second. Then I'm going to tell you what ICE just did recently. And they are making us safer. Cut five.
5: We prosecuted about 61 members of MS-13 gang in Boston. Somebody was killed just a few months ago on an East Boston beach that person was apprehended by ice and that's what we need to do allow them to do the job of identifying those criminals who are here illegally and committing crimes they're the ones that are
1: keeping our streets safe but you want to get rid of that agency wholesale Briefly, okay. and then i want to move on Go i ahead. want to see this
7: agency reformed because an agency that can't tell the difference in the risk between a seven-year-old girl between a woman going in for brain cancer surgery and a terrorist or a criminal is an agency that is not working. It is not making us safer, and it sure doesn't reflect our value.
2: All right. Not making us safer. Let me tell you something else they did that day that Elizabeth Warren said that. They seized enough fentanyl to kill 5 million Americans. Yeah, we are, we're all familiar with fentanyl now. That, that's something that ICE does as well. She talks about one case. You look at what they do on a consistent basis, day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out. You'll change your mind. Elizabeth Warren is full of crap up to her eyebrows. That's why her eyes are brown. All right, back with you, a special guest with us this half hour. Joining us is Peter uh, Walson. Uh, He is a senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. I love having people On from AEI, they always have some uh, clear visions of what we need to do about problems that we have in our country. He's just put together a new book, Judicial Fortitude, The Last Chance to Reign in the Administrative State. And Peter, I want to thank you for joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, first of all, I guess what, you know, for myself and for my listeners, what exactly is your definition of the administrative state?
8: Well, I think it's all of the federal government's administrative agencies, from say the Treasury Department, uh, which is a cabinet agency, all the way down to an independent agency like the SEC. All of them are part of the executive branch.
2: So, my question is: is why did we let this happen? It because this is our Congress, ma- mainly, who is uh, who've made these agencies and let them tell them, uh, these agencies to tell you know, Congress and the Senate, what kind of rules that we should live by, and here's the rules that you need to follow. And the only way to change that is not by the group that's supposed to be making laws, but you almost got to get it all to the Supreme Court.
8: Yeah, well, the, uh, the Congress has basically given up trying to control the agencies. They've given a tremendous amount of power to the agencies, which in itself violates the constitution because they are supposed to be making the laws and not transferring legislative power to the executive branch. That's what the framers tried to prevent. Um, But they, the framers were relying on the courts to make sure this didn't happen. And the court's, have largely failed to do this. In fact, they've made it worse. So that's what the book is about. It's about the fact that the courts have failed in their responsibility to make sure that legislative powers are not given to the executive branch. And they have, uh, right now, I think we have some chance that we can reverse all of this with five members of the court, including, now, Brett Kavanaugh, the fifth mm-hmm. member um, of that court majority of originalists and constitutionalists, they can reverse all of this. But unfortunately, the courts are the last resort, and that's why that's why the title is Judicial Fortitude: The Last Chance to Reign in the Administrative State. Because if the courts don't do it, um, it will just go on indefinitely and in effect. Uh, we will have lost um, our democracy. I,
2: I got to believe you've given thought to you know, what you've said. But what you have said leads me to believe that this whole uh, fight that we're seeing constantly about the politi- uh, politicalization of our court system, and I'm not just talking about the Supreme Court, I'm, I'm talking about our federal courts all the way down to the beginning, uh, is going to get worse.
8: Well, it will get worse, I think, if um, we if there's actually uh, objection, strong objection to the idea that the courts will be tearing back the powers of uh, administrative agencies. But generally, the things that have that have been very controversial in the courts are not things like that. Uh, they are, of course, Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. and some other kinds of um, decisions, uh, social uh, policy decisions that the courts have made over time. Um, that's not something that I'm talking about here. That, that deserves to be reviewed, of course. But what I'm talking about is a much narrower ca- question, which I think most Americans will agree on. And that is that the priorities for this country should be set by the Congress of the United States which is elected by the people and not by members of the executive branch who are not elected and have priorities that are different from what the people of the United States have. So I think most people will agree with that. Um, It shouldn't be extremely uh, controversial, but it does take some fortitude on the part of the courts to take this step, and I believe that we have a majority of the Supreme Court now that is ready to do it.
2: All right, so when the framers got together and they wrote our Constitution, they wrote of uh, three different branches in the government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial, there was to be a balance of power, but they understood that each branch would want to increase their power and each branch would be eating away at the power of the other two branches, and that the executive branch was the most dangerous of that, were they not?
8: Yeah, I think the the courts, uh, I'm sorry, the framers did uh, expect that the, the executive branch would be the most dangerous because that's why they required in the Constitution that all legislative powers be made in, uh, be given to Congress. Which is representative of the people, um, but over time, unfortunately, the Congress has ceded gradually more and more power to the executive branch. All
2: right, so let me and, stop. Let me let me stop you there, Peter. Sure. Help, help me understand why the part of the of our uh, you know uh, governing of this country, which is the legislative, they they speak for the people. Why have they been so willing to give up their power and why have the people been so willing to allow them to do it?
8: Um, well, I guess there are two answers. Uh, the first is that in 1984, uh, the courts adopted, uh, 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 the Supreme Court adopted a case uh, or a response in a case called Chevron versus versus NRDC. And in the Chevron case, the Supreme court said that the courts should defer to the decisions of executive branch agencies about the scope of the powers that they had received from Congress. So that right away gave the courts tremendous latitude. I'm sorry, gave the agencies tremendous latitude to uh, treat many of the statutes as only things that they that they could use for increasing their own power, the, their own scope, their own range of authority. And so that was, I think, one of the major problems. But the second one is that Congress, and I cover all of this in the book, Congress has, since the New Deal, really lost any willingness to take on the executive. Most, they mostly see themselves now as helping the president govern. The president has become much more important as a figure in government. And so the president proposes things to Congress, and Congress, especially when it is of the same party as the president, gives the president the powers that he has asked for. Um, In addition, there is one other thing that Congress seems to have been doing, and that is they seem to have been trying to avoid taking difficult decisions. Mm. Um, It's much easier for them to give a lot of power to an executive agency and not have to take votes that their constituents would dislike. And then when the constituents come to them and say, well, wait a minute, why is it that this pond on my property is now governed by the federal government. I'm getting rules about a pond on my property. Uh, the congressman says, well, I didn't vote for that. There you that's go. the administrative agency. Mm-hmm. And So the Congress also is avoiding accountability for the decisions that they make. So all of those things have led to a situation in which most of the powers are going to the executive branch The people in the executive branch don't even pay attention to the president who's in office. They make rules irrespective of what the president wants in most cases. Each year, since 1993, uh, these agencies have made more than 3,000 rules. And that's over 101,000 rules in 25 years. Mm. So you can see that they are just out of control. And the only way that I see that this can be controlled is for the the Supreme Court finally to step in and eliminate or substantially modify that Chevron case, which requires deference to the decisions of the administrative agencies about their powers, eliminate that, and also begin to tell Congress that statutes in which they give a lot of powers to the executive branch are unconstitutional because those decisions should be made in Congress. If the courts will do those two things, we'll have a much different system and we will have brought these agencies under control.
2: Yeah. I mean, when you say bringing them to control, you're saying bringing them to heel, basically. I mean, uh, they have been just absolutely crazy in, in a lot of the things that they decide to do. And you're exactly right. You call your congressman and you say the Waters Act. Why? Why are they saying uh, this? This little uh, creek that runs through my uh, my property that, that the federal government has control over it now. And of course, they look at you and they go, "Well, you know, that's the EPA. The EPA is the <laughs> one that does that, not me. That's I don't. Right. I don't have any say right. in that a, at all." So, does the Congress? have the stomach to try to take back some of this power. We've seen some inklings of that, and I do mean an inkling, uh, like with the RAINS Act.
8: Yes. Well, the RAINS Act has passed the House several times, um, has never been taken up in the Senate, and I have the very strange feeling that it probably never would have passed the House if if they thought the Senate would actually adopt it. So (laughs) I don't... I don't know. I think there have been efforts in Congress to do this. I don't have a great deal of hope that Congress will actually adopt any of these acts. Um, So that's why I think our best bet is to hope for what we already have on the Supreme court. And that is five constitutionalists um, now with Gorsuch and Kavanaugh added to the three who were there before. Um, And they have the power to, um, control what the administrative agencies are doing. The trouble with the RAINS Act is that it requires Congress to vote on regulations. Mm -hmm. Some of these regulations are hundreds of pages long. And for the Congress to look at that, to understand what it does and then to fight its way through all of the political thicket that would surround these regulations with all of the people who like the regulations Telling them that they shouldn't do this, uh, and uh, I don't see it likely to happen. Uh, We saw, with for example, Obamacare, um, the Republicans had promised to repeal it, but when it came time to repeal it, there were so many people that favored each of these provisions in Obamacare, including Republican governors who had already adopted the the Medicaid payments in Obamacare, that the Republicans found they couldn't repeal the law. Mm-hmm. So you, once, once these things get going and done, politically, they become very difficult to overturn. So I don't have a lot of hope for things like the Rains Act. I like the fact that Congress is trying to do something here, but I don't think it, it, it's really ever going to work. What will work is for the five people on the court who understand this problem so well, to stand up and and exercise the judicial fortitude which the framers expected them to exercise and which the courts have not done over 200 years.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I know that you served with President Reagan. I've got a a life-size cutout of the president in my studio, along with a (laughs) life-size cutout of, of Donald Trump as well. Uh, you just said something in long form that Reagan said in short form, which was the nearest thing to immortality in our lifetime is a government program.
8: Right, exactly.
2: Once they That's get so started, true. there's no way of hardly ever getting rid of them. Peter, if you hold with us, I got to get a quick break in. I want to come back talk to you about a few other things, pick your brain some. So, Dave Ellswick show here at one hundred one point one FM. The, answer. And then the name for Peter Wollison's book is Judicial Fortitude, The Last Chance to Reign in the Administrative State. I know many of you who listen to the show are, are wonks like I am. You need to read this book. It's important information for you. Last two questions for you, Peter. First of all, you know, we talk about the five that are, quote, conservative on uh, the Supreme Court now that we got Kavanaugh but I don't really trust Roberts as being a true conservative in this exact place because, you know, without Roberts, Obamacare would be gone right now.
8: Yeah. Well, Roberts, as the chief chief justice, has some special responsibilities, I think he feels, and that is not to get the courts too much into political trouble. Um, and, and I think he felt in the ACA case that uh, to take legislation that was recently passed by Congress and to overturn it would be um, too controversial for the court. I don't agree with him. I think he should have done it a different way. I think he should have taken a different position. But I think that was probably his his thinking. I think on, on what I'm talking about, it's much less controversial because it goes right back. To the structure of the Constitution, who should be making the laws, what is a democracy and what is not. And I'm afraid that, uh, that unless, we take, unless we take some important steps in this area, we will really lose our democracy because the decisions are being made for this country by a lot of people who live around Washington, D.C., and that's not a democracy. The, we, the people of the United States should be instructing Congress what they want, and Congress should be supplying that or not supplying it if the people don't want it. And uh, unfortunately, uh, that is not what is happening. So I think that if the court makes the kinds of decisions that I'm talking about, most people in this country would approve it, and very few people, I think, would argue against Uh, the idea that Congress should be making more of the decisions.
2: All right. Last question for you. We're down to just about four minutes remaining. What are some of your specific solutions? Why don't you just deal with a couple of them and then they have to buy the book to get the rest of them?
8: (laughs) Well, my specific solutions are for two things to happen. First, the Chevron decision in 1984, in which the courts, the Supreme Court decided that uh, all the lower courts should defer to the decisions of the administrative agencies about how far their, that is, the agency's powers extend under the laws that Congress has passed. That was the first really troublesome thing, and that opened up this whole Area where the agencies could move in and decide that they had authority in areas which they had not even before been granted the authority to, to take. Um, so that's the first thing that would have to happen. Court, the, the Supreme Court will have to deal with the Chevron case and either eliminate it or modify it. And the second thing that has to happen is that the courts have to say, the Supreme Court has to say, that when some legislation has been passed by Congress, it has given too much power, too much open-ended authority to the administrative agencies. And for that reason is a violation of the constitution. That is not a controversial decision to take, but it is a very important decision that the courts have not even tried to take in the last 75 years. So I, I think those are the two things that I would recommend. They're in the book. People, I think the book explains quite clearly why those decisions should be taken, and I think the people on the court are ready to do that.
2: Former White House Counsel to uh, President Ronald Reagan has written the book, "The Power of Conviction and the Success of His Presidency." Speaking of the of President Reagan. And then Hidden in Plain Sight, What Really Caused the World's Worst Financial Crisis and Why It Could Happen Again. Uh, and now his newest book, Judicial Fortitude, The Last Chance to Reign in the Administrative State. Peter Wallinson, thanks so much for your time. Hope to have you on again in the near uh, uh, future. You, you talk very clear about issues that usually are about as clear as mud.
8: <laughs> well, thank you very much. I'd love to do it All any right. time in the future.
2: Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Thank All right, Peter Wallace, and It's a great book. Uh, if you're like me, you're a wonk and you want to understand how we got to where we are and how we get out of where we're at, uh, to get to where we need to be. This is a book to take a look at folks. from Horton's going to join me in the next hour. Uh, Susan Coleman, uh, walk is coming up in the near future. Let's talk about something dealing with breast cancer. That's all coming your way here. On the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's move into the second hour of a Monday show. And we get the folks from Horton's uh, prosthetics and orthotics. Orthotics and prosthetics means the same thing. Safe frontwards, backwards, sideways, whatever. Tanya, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? She always comes in and talks with me. Mike does once in a while. The other brother, not so much.
3: I was going to say, Chris, never.
2: He just hangs out. He, he, he just collects his paycheck. <laughs> no, I'm not. that's not true. It's not true. All right, Becca's
3: here as well. How
2: are you today, Becca? I'm doing great. It's good How to are see you? you. Last time I saw you was Friday in Saint Tanya, because I was over with the shoving, barbecue,
7: shoving food down my throat. Uh, I'm sure. Oh,
2: it was good. It was good. <laughs> the The lady, the Hispanic lady that was there, Elsa. Yeah, I guess it, Elsa. I mean, she did she make the baked beans? Yes, she owes me a recipe. Okay, and you need to remind her because I want to make those for Thanksgiving.
3: I don't know if you'll be able to, but I'll let her know. Those
2: suckers were good. Well, she said she'd give
3: it up. Okay.
2: She said she'd offer it to me. She goes.
3: It may be written in Spanish. But that's all right. I can can find somebody who can uh, can translate translate
2: that that all for me. Mm -hmm. And then you brought in a guest. Why don't you introduce her to my listeners?
3: Okay. I brought in Piper, and she's been one of our mastectomy patients for quite some time. Probably six. Well, no. I'll take that back. Um, about three years Mm -hmm. Um, before that she was a um, patient over at barbara graves and when barbara retired we um, hired her mastectomy fitters and a lot of um, their patients followed which is what piper did and then barbara was in business since like 1973 so our mastectomy fitters have been in business like 20 something years
2: well and that kind of experience you can't just usually higher off the street.
3: Correct. Yeah. I, I was a mis- I'm was. a mastectomy fitter as well. I've been a fitter for about 15 or 16 years. But I don't do it as often because we have more experienced ladies.
9: Elsa, who you're talking yes. about, she's one of our mastectomy fitters. Oh, yes. is she? Okay. Yes. yes, she came
3: from Barbara's. Well, she makes
2: some mean baked mm-hmm. beans
3: I'm just saying Those were, did you guys
2: they, have them? I did I they, they were, were good. really good
3: I did not because she warned me that they were spicy <laughs> I don't. but they weren't that spicy well but when Elsa <laughs> says something spicy then you, it's usually really, really spicy with yes. yeah. <laughs> you pick up
2: a you know get yourself one of those little deals hanging on the wall and be ready to spray yourself in the face <laughs> you'll be fine yeah no it was the, I had a fun time good I did I well I be? Call, will you be calling me back again next year? I don't know. Are you going to do it again next year? No.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing <laughs> it. That's that's all Mike and Chris. Well, actually, it's all Chris. Chris is in charge of the judges.
2: Okay. So what did who won? I never you never sent me the name of who was the winner on the. Um, on the well,
3: ribs. Are I posted it on Facebook. Are um, oh, you need choice, to look at that. That's hilarious. Our people's choice was Mike.
2: Oh, we're, uh, you know. Was he number one or number five?
9: I cannot remember okay. how they were listed on your board, but um, he was the people's choice. And then DJ was the overall,
3: like, from what y'all judged. Oh, he was okay. the winner. And then Mike won appetizers. He had the peppers.
2: Yeah, those were good, too. <laughs> yes. Those mm-hmm. were, you know, anytime you can take a jalapeno and then put something else that you like into it, it's a winner.
7: They were excellent.
2: It's a winner. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. Enough about... <laughs> Barbecue. Barbecue was good this year. I'm not saying that it hasn't been good in the past, but it was exceptional this year.
3: Well, they're all trying to beat Tyler.
2: Now, the, the, that number five, I don't know who it was. I think Mike, Mike was, was
3: 5 to find out. Mike was five, if I remember yeah, correctly.
2: Th- that was th- they were the most tender. The only reason that I voted one as being the overall is because his presentation just blew everybody else away. Everybody else just put like some romaine le- or lettuce down and then threw their ribs on the. Man, he had some peppers, he had he had a little color with it, you know. It was good. It was good. He picked up all five points. Everybody else didn't get all five. They got like two and three points. And that was the difference between yeah. on my board on my scorecard between first and second was two points
3: well i'm not sure why i didn't get invited to this. <laughs> that's what everybody wants to know i think next year we'll sell sure tickets why. yeah exactly and then donate it that's a great idea to a charity S- sell oh. some sponsorships yeah <laughs> there you go there you go because it is always in october yeah, yeah it's good yeah
2: you know if you can't do october fest october barbecue's pretty all gone mm-hmm, close mm-hmm. just saying yeah. yeah if you can combine the two right it'd be really good yeah, yeah. yeah. they give me water to want you know the the, the drink between each thing a Dosecki Amber would have been perfect.
3: Yes. I do agree saying. with that. Well, we have to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, didn't say you, I didn't say
2: you had to drink beer. <laughs> no. and I, me and the other judges.
3: Oh, okay. I mean, Chris,
2: I know that he would like to have a Doseki.
3: <laughs> well, uh, he has to go back to work, too, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> can, and I don't know that. We can fake it. We can fake it. Okay, well, let's talk about this, because Susan Coleman's coming up here shortly. And that's all about breast cancer, of course. Everybody knows that. It's one of those seminal events now. And uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that's why you all are going to have your special event at this time of the year and why you, you want to come on my show. And we're going to talk about something that most people don't just sit on the radio and talk about. Probably yes. one of those things that women don't want to talk about, just like men don't like to talk <laughs> about special things as well.
10: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yes, we do this event every year, and it's usually the week before or the week of the Komen race, and it's um, it's a bra fitting event, and we have um, Becky, who's with American Breast Company, what's called ABC, she comes in, and she does a bra fittings with Trina, um, who's our mastectomy manager, and she brings in just tons of product that we normally don't have in stock and becky's been a mastectomy fitter probably as long as trina um if not longer but we just we do it at each well we do it usually in little rock but we're skipping little rock this year because of our construction and we just don't have the room for it what construction <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> um but we're gonna do um Bryant this Wednesday mm-hmm. and then North Little Rock on Thursday and Conway on Friday. And basically, um, they'll have like drawings for prizes and we'll have um, snacks and drinks and stuff. But it's just a great time to come in and see a new product that's available and get um, bra fittings and just kind of uh, hang out with people and have fun. Of course, you can do bra fittings any day of the week with us. But it's just, you know, extra time to come in and just see more product that we normally don't have in stock.
2: Okay. And this lady's name is Becky. Her name's Becky. Yes.
3: Okay. Yes. But Trina and Elsa will be there as well. Um, Trina actually um, had to have emergency surgery on her knee. She fell and broke her knee. So I'm not sure if she's going to be there or not. She'll be there, but I don't know if she'll be seeing patients. Okay. But she'll actually be there. When did that happen? um two weeks ago ouch yeah oh, goodness not fun yeah so and this crazy, is her right. favorite thing this is her favorite event that she loves doing so she's really bummed
2: all right well i can understand that yeah. i mean if she's been doing it for how long
3: um she's been a mastectomy fitter for 23 years okay she's so been that's doing, doing a this major event. part of her life yeah. she's been doing this event for i don't I mean long before she came to work for us
2: okay all right so i know that Horton's says it has expanded in this area exponentially over, what, the last five years, I would mm-hmm. assume. Yes. I, kind of remembering back. And when Mike said, we need you talking, and you said, we need you to talk about this a little bit. And I said, well, what do you want me to say? <laughs> you know, and, and we, we worked out the you know, the message on it. You know, when women call about this, <clears throat> where where are they coming from? Is, is it is it coming from, you know, a feeling of, you know, self or or what, you know? I mean, they're going to lose a part of their body that is highly regarded in our culture.
3: That's for sure. Yeah, and Piper may can answer that more than I can. Um most of the time, the patients come straight from their first visit. Um, and we do like the compression brawls, Um, And so we get them, you know, just kind of really at their emotional worst time. Mm -hmm. Um, And all we can do is try to be patient and sit with them and just try to help them. Sometimes we don't even get anywhere with the fitting. Sometimes they're not ready. Um, But sometimes we can just show them that we're here. And when they want to come back, you know, we're available. So um, some of them are real gung ho and they want it all and they want it all right now. So it's just, it's a case-by-case basis. But then you have some of them that want to see it before their surgery. Um, it just kind of depends. It's just a case-by-case basis.
2: Well, let's turn to Piper. Piper yeah. is a survivor. Piper mm-hmm. has, uh, you know, the, the mastectomy settings. And uh, explain to us where you were. When did, when did you decide to, to go with a, a fitting and, and not go with a reconstruction and outcome? come?
9: Um, The first time I was diagnosed with breast cancer was when I was 30 years old. I was quite young. Um, The breast cancer I had was called medullary breast cancer. It affects a smaller percentage of the population of women that get breast cancer. So I had a few things going against me. I was 30, which was extremely young for a person to be diagnosed. Um, I found the lump myself.
10: Mm
9: -hmm. and I went to my GP and said I've got a painful lump in my chest and he said well if it hurts we got to take it out so we went in thinking it was just some sort of cyst Mm -hmm. turns out that uh, it was breast cancer so I had to have another surgery or two after the lump removal just because they said well we don't think you have cancer and sure in fact it was cancer and um, so I spent, you know, just the first month or so was just kind of a whirlwind of trying to figure out where to go, what to do. I'm 30 years old. I'm not married yet. I'm dating the guy that I ended up marrying. Um, But there was talk about, you know, being able to have children and all of those sort of things and then being on a time crunch of what had to be done so I could start chemo and radiation. Um, So... I wasn't able to really do anything in that regard as far as preserving any eggs or anything. Uh, It was just going to be what God intended for us to have happen is what was going to happen. And that's what we had to go with. Um, I had a lumpectomy the first time, and the doctors felt like that I could just have a You know partial lumpectomy so that's what we did and later on as time went by i would end up wearing a prosthetic that kind of helped to compensate for the difference in size right and so that's what i did for um several years and i plugged along went through chemo and radiation um and then when i was 40 i was diagnosed with breast cancer again so same breast different breast the Mm. other side so not as common either and it was also the same kind of breast cancer which is also very uncommon okay Um, now
2: you say it's uncommon does that mean that just that fewer people have it or that it's more aggressive
9: uh fewer people have that type of breast cancer and also um for me um you know we the ten-year mark had passed. You know, right. you're right at the ten-year mark, and you you go along and you say you, your goal is to get to five years, and then when you get to the ten-year mark, you're supposed to just kind of be cancer-free, um, yeah, I, and take okay. a deep breath and sigh and, <laughs> and feel like you can move on. Um, well, that was not the case for me, and I got breast cancer again, and my daughter was two at the time, hmm. so um, I opted to immediately opted. Let me say, I had to have a mastectomy. I did not want to have to deal with that. Um, my surgeon was Dr. Dana Abraham, and she, when I came in and I told her, let's get rid of them, let's be done with this, I don't want to have to fool with so it So
2: you did a double
10: mastectomy?
9: I did a double then. mastectomy okay. as soon as I was diagnosed the second time. And she said, I'm so glad you said that because I was worried we were going to have to have the conversation about keeping those guys on there, and, mm-hmm. and that's not what I needed to do. So I did that. I had a double mastectomy. I went through chemo again, and um, somewhere along the road in the midst of between being 30 and being 40 and then going into cancer treatment again, um, I found my way, since I'd had to have a mastectomy, into needing to have some prosthetics because I was not a candidate for Having a reconstruction type of surgery. Okay. Um, the reason why is because I was prone to infections, and I just had several complications along the way um, with surgeries and, and things that transpired with just the way my body responded to the surgery, mm-hmm. and I would get infections and different things. And I'm I'm not the typical breast cancer. Survivor kind of person. My my struggle was real. My struggle was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found a a nice bright shining star when I went to Horton's because I was able to get some um, breast cancer. Uh, excuse me, I've lost my train of thought. I was I was able to get the mastectomy um, inserts. For my bras and things like that and they were able to help me with what i needed so i could kind of feel and look complete
2: okay so let's talk about all of that when we come up okay when we come back and i'll give you a time to get yourself yeah ready to do that i can sure. tell it's it's an emotional subject it is. for it you is. and we'll come back and talk more in a second it's the dave ellswick show one o one point one FM. The answer. All right, back with you. Horton's is with us today. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. We're talking about mastectomies today, and we're talking about the prosthetics that women need after they've, you know, lost one or or both breasts in many instances. And Piper is here, and she is a cancer survivor, a breast cancer survivor, and uh, we're kind of. Uh, picking a scab off uh, with her, and she's doing really, really well. It's not an easy thing to have to relive, I'm sure, talking to some guy that she's never met before and <laughs> who's asking very personal questions. And then uh, Becca's here as well, who works with uh, Hortons and is you know, my conduit uh, with, the, with the company. And as you all know, I'm, I, how long have you guys been one of my clients here on the air? Ten years, maybe? Maybe more?
3: Mm, probably about 10 years yeah Man,
2: it's been a long time and they they're a great company it's a family run company and here's what i'll tell you about hortons and, and this goes beyond mastectomy it goes to the, the prosthetics it goes to the orthotics it goes with everything that they do you as the customer as the patient uh will become a family friend of theirs and they they make you feel uh, important because you are and they will uh Treat you as a personable, uh, you know, client. You'll become. You're a person. You're not a number. You're not just somebody they treat. They, I know people that are over at Hortons that have been with Hortons for over twenty years, getting their treatments there, because they say a lifetime of treatment. They mean that. And they they really do. They mean it. And and for me, a lot of times it's when I talk to Gary and and, and that's a guy that i always refer to on the air as the godfather because he's the godfather
3: of prosthetics here in, in arkansas
2: i mean this guy gave everybody the ability to bend their
3: leg he did orthotics not prosthetics yeah
2: yeah and and you know and he is he's he's the godfather i told him that friday and he laughed he says you really say that and i says man you need to be listening to your ads man."
3: We're working when you're on the air. (laughs) I I understand that.
2: So, Piper, let me come back to you for my listeners, and and we got about about two and a half minutes here uh, before we got to take the news break. Tell my listeners where you sit at when you find out that you've been diagnosed with breast cancer. How does that rock your world? How does that change your whole view uh, of your world?
9: Um. You know, when you're 30 years old and you're still working full time and kind of a important job, um, and you're not married, it's a totally different picture than it is when you're 40 years old. For me, mm-hmm. and you're a mama. Okay. And um, for me, at the time when I was 30, it was a I don't know. It was just a powerful moment in my life that my family and my friends came together. Um, you you look at it as okay. I'm going to attack this this project. It's just another thing. It's another chapter in my life to to deal with. And so, and then when you do it, when you're a mama, you have other things and other resources that you pull on. Um, so you can battle that that as well.
2: Okay. When we come back, I want to talk to you about the psychological battles of this and and how importance and the mastectomy and and the prosthetics for you after having a a mastectomy how that all worked together uh, to help you continue to move forward with your life we'll talk about that then i'm going to talk to to tanya i i I can't get through the whole show without talking to her because she can talk (laughs) she can talk from that that aspect as well and what the company is doing uh, to make it more accessible for women who need these, uh, you know, this 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 process that they have at Horton's when they're going through this kind of a challenge. All right, let's get to the news. It's coming up. We'll give you sixty seconds of what's happening out there. Let's find out. All right, don't forget that uh, coming up this week, an in-store event with Horton's dealing with prosthetics. And uh, this is October twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. So Wednesday, they're in Bryant at six oh five West Commerce Street. Uh, that is from ten a.m. to four p.m. Thursday, they'll be in North Little Rock at forty twenty Richards Road. Uh, I guess that's uh, a, a um, what <laughs> the I can't word, mind. the word just just left my head there. Anyway. It's in a strip mall? Yes. Okay, just so everybody knows. And then uh, they'll be in, uh, Friday will be in Conway. Again, all of them at, for 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And uh, this at 635 Dave Ward Drive. And uh, they're over there. You'll find <clears throat> them in 103 in the, in the malls there. And uh, they can help you uh, at any of these locations. Uh, Becky Martin, who's an ABC breast care specialist, will be available at all of these for consultations and fittings. And uh, this goes along with the Hortons Orthotics and Prosthetics, you know, in their lifetime of a, of a support. And you can find all the, you have all these different things that you can look at. And uh, if you want to buy, you can buy. If you don't, you don't. It's, it's that way. But uh, some pretty cool-looking things that they're going to be offering to you. It's uh, an Inspiration Fit event and uh, as long as uh, they last, ABC will be giving away a pair of inspir- uh, inspiration slippers to everybody who comes in and takes part in the event. so
3: mm-hmm. They always uh, give away something nice.
2: So Hortons will be doing this. We're talking to Piper, who is also in the studio. <laughs> she is a, a breast cancer survivor. Uh, and I just wanted to touch on a couple of more things with her. Uh, she mentioned how important Hortons has been. Uh, in her recovery and in her fitting of this, I mean, you, when you come out of that surgery and everything, and and uh, you know you've lost a part of you, and, and culturally yes. a very big part of you, so to so to speak. But the, the bottom line is, is that you got to figure out a way to to kind of find your self worth back, don't you?
9: Uh huh. You do. You um, when you get done with surgery, you are just not only are you in pain, but you you. A large portion of you, as f- for a woman, has been taken away.
2: Your femininity, for
9: that's right. Um, you and it doesn't matter what size you are. It just it's the same effect for every woman to have your breast taken away. You feel like you've lost such a huge portion of your life. Um, it doesn't make up who you are, but it it creates an identity. And mm-hmm. you feel like some of that identity has been taken away from you, and you're in the process of trying to go through treatment and you know your your breasts have been removed, you're going through treatment, you don't feel good um you know you just you're just searching for a way to feel whole and feel complete.
2: How did Hortons help you with that?
9: It was an opportunity for me to, since I was not able to have reconstructive surgery, Mm -hmm. it was an opportunity for me to find a part of myself again in a way, I guess, is kind of the best way to put that. Um, I was able to find some prosthetics (coughs) that made me look like everybody else again. And um, the good thing about prosthetics for me is you can choose any size you want. Um, you can have multiple sizes, choose what you want for that day. And,
3: uh, it's <laughs> a, like a little way to, it's a little, a little humor, <laughs> a little yeah. humor and a little satisfaction. That's what I tell all my double patients <laughs> is you get to pick what size you want to be now, <laughs> <laughs> to pick what size you want to be. But the, you know, on the very front end of it, of
9: just trying to be comfortable, um, you know, I had some of the, the bras that were just comfortable that were soft and you know so you go through that phase or where you're getting radiation treatment you can have something that doesn't hurt your skin doesn't hurt your body and they they can help you with those type of bras too um and then you get to go through picking your sizes what you want to be for your prosthetics and have just countless options for bras as well so the The idea of not being able to wear pretty bras anymore, um, since you don't have the real breasts anymore, that's not true. You have lots and lots of options, um, so that's good as well.
2: All right, so I got to – now I'm going to assume something, and we all know about what assume means, but if you've lost, let's say, your leg from your knee down to your foot, you're going to go through some of the same things that you're going through Mm -hmm. having a mastectomy. And I, I talked to the folks over, well, to Mike and to Chris about how they deal with that, with patients and things of that nature. Then I talked to some of the patients. I can't think of the guy's name. He's from the Benton Bryant area. Has had a something happened to his ankle, and I think Mike has been working with him for years. And uh, he's got all kind, He's got like four or five different feet. If he's if he's running, he has a different kind of foot that he wears if he's swimming he's got a different foot that he wears Uh, i told him how lucky he was (laughs) that you know you can change like when you're swimming because that's a big that's a big deal it gives you a little bit of an advantage but uh bottom line being is that talking to people that can empathize for where you're at is really important yes and and not taking it personal if you're not the happy camper every Mm -hmm. time
9: Exactly. And um, being able to have some options available for you when you feel like you've lost so much. Um, society expects you to look a certain way.
2: Yeah, talk about that a little bit because you were speaking about, about that during a break, saying, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, they see a woman without hair uh-huh. and they assume probably going through chemo and, and radiation. Yes. Yes. But they don't think that if you don't have any breasts,
9: yeah, um, I mean, even to this day, if I have times where my back is hurting and I don't feel like wearing the prosthetics, I will go out and I'll go to the store and you, I have people look at me. Um, And I have hair on my head right now, so mm-hmm. they can't automatically assume that... I'm a cancer patient, but there's some days that you, if it's 100 degrees outside, you don't want to wear anything.
10: Yeah, <laughs> if you so. don't
9: have to. Yeah. And the advantage of having the prosthetics is you can take them off if it's hot and you don't want to be hot. You can take them off and but if you're out in public, people are going to look at you a little funny. You know, they want to, you know, they they want they look at you cuz they can't help themselves. And so, you know, I can defer that as often as I feel like it by wearing the prosthetics but you still do have that stigma from society that they look at you kind of right. strangely
2: well let's move over to tanya okay there's we've heard from piper you all have helped her immensely talk about uh, some of the things that i know may be going through other people's minds money be one always is always there is a monetary cost and your insurance and, and all of those type of things. How, how does that all work?
3: Um, okay, with Medicare and well with most insurances, they will cover the breast form. They'll do one every two years. Um and then with the brawls, it's gonna depend on the insurance. So with Medicare, they actually cover three brawls every four months. Wow. Which is quite a bit. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But with most of – like with Blue Cross Blue Shield, do <laughs> they cover – they'll pay for two a year, two bras a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then there's um, other things. There's like we do swim forms. You had talked about the swim feet. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. swim forms. Because with the um, breast forms, you don't want to get them wet. You don't want to get in the pool with them. Um, so we have swim forms. We have Makes s- sense. We have swimsuits. We actually sell a ton of swimsuits. Um, and then there's camis camisoles and but with insurance um, there's usually coverage in everyone's policy for breast forms and bras it just depends on the quantities and usually it goes towards deductible and then your co-insurance but with Medicare you know it's just a flat one form every two years and then bras every three bras every four months
2: Well, that sounds like you can keep up done with looking good as far as that's concerned if
9: you take care of them yes you do have to take care of them you have to take care of them and you can't go in the like she said if you're going to go in the pool you got to wear a swim form and
3: yes and we act and we um we have like what we call the donated closet that if someone comes in and they don't have coverage um we can give them a form to help get them by so we have ways of helping patients because some some I mean if you've got a one of these $10,000 policies and you need a new form and you've had your surgery 10 years ago Mm -hmm. you may not can afford a form so one of the
9: things that she mentioned about the bras and the swimsuits is that I did want everyone to know is that They're not just regular swimsuits. They're all, every, all the bras and everything and the swimsuits are all with pockets. Yes. So the form will slide into it. And there's a huge difference in buying that type of bra and buying that
3: type of swimsuit as opposed to
9: buying something off the shelf at a big box store. Okay. Um,
3: Yeah. And it's funny, we do have a lot of older patients that have certain bras they want to wear and they want to sew their own pocket in their bra and we do sell what's called a bra pocket so that you can sew the pocket in for your form. So we do have a lot of accessories that kind of go with um, breast prosthetics and forms that you probably wouldn't think about. But if you are curious about it, all you have to do is call and ask for Trina or Elsa, and they can probably tell you if we have it or if we don't.
2: Okay, and if they do, you can come over and spend some time with them.
3: Yes, and we would probably have it in all of our locations. Each location has a room set up specifically for the mastectomy department that's got all of their bras and their forms. And And it's really pretty
9: and nice. It's like going to a lingerie store. Yes, we have your, it set. Yeah, taken care of. Doesn't
2: have a clinical with, feel to it. Is what you're no, saying?
9: No, no. It's very pretty and nice, and it makes you feel very comfortable and like a lady. <laughs> Good.
2: That's very cool. I, I would expect nothing less from the folks at Horton's. We'll come back, finish up our uh, segment today. Let me remind you about Arrow Plumbing. net That's where you're going to find all of the uh, contact information and what they do exactly. Uh, they do it this way because, hey, look, they know most of you are driving down the road. The last thing they want you to do is pulling out your cell phone and trying to enter their number into it. So let me just, again, remind you, it's aeroplumbing.net. You can find out about how many of their plumbers are master plumbers. All of them. Uh, and uh, as well as that they're all going to wear a uniform, so there's no more plumber pencil holder that you're going to run into. Uh, they're going to all put on the little plumber shoe covers and all of that. And they're going to treat you like you've never been treated before. And they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. I've been using aero plumbing now for 14 years. I've lived out in the Cabot area for 15 years. And I had to use a plumber the first, just after the first year of buying the house. And the pressure regulator went out. And I had two other plumbers come out. And uh, they wanted to dig up my front yard looking for the regulator or said they needed to look for the regulator. They didn't know where it was. I called Arrow because I wasn't ready to spend $3,000 on uh, getting my, my my yard all dug up. And they showed up. Guy got out of the, what they call a warehouse on wheels. It's a truck that they have that's got the typical things that you need for most calls that you go out on if you're a plumber. And uh, I told him what was wrong. And he walked to the front of my house, reached down into a little box that was there, did a little finagling, and pulled out the the, the regulator, and put a new one in. And for less than a hundred dollars, they fixed the problem. You do the math: a thousand dollars versus, uh, or pardon me, a hundred dollars versus three thousand dollars. I think I'll do the hundred dollars. All the rest of the time. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Not only if you don't like the service, but if the plumber just forgets to put on those shoe covers, no charge for the service call. It's just the way it goes. Aeroplumbing.net or just Google Aeroplumbing. I'm showing, them, showing my buddy with it, what dog you got at the fair. Yes. Aww. See? Aww. So cute. So don't, quit saying I don't have a heart, okay? It's a, <gasps> great, it's a great picture. Love they it.
6: proved that two years ago.
2: Yeah, no, nah, I like that one too.
10: <laughs> you need to
3: make that your profile picture. Yeah. I did.
2: I put that. Yeah. I, put, oh, that I, I, I sent that to uh, to Elizabeth, who takes care of my social uh, media, and we we posted it this morning. It said, "Big out on politics," <laughs> with Dave Elswick. I like that, oh, and it worked out real good. <laughs> but here's the. Uh, well, I don't know where the picture went right now. Anyway i'll look at it later i'll find it for you guys Mm -hmm. tell us about uh, the event that's coming up this week gonna be in three different locations
3: okay so we have bryant on wednesday north little rock on thursday and conway is on friday now any other time all six of our locations almost at five we keep growing all six of our locations um we see mastectomy patients every day monday through friday okay so Trina rotates and does clinics, and then Elsa stays in Little Rock five days a week, and Trina's in Little Rock as well, some, but it's best if you're going to go to one of our satellite locations to make an appointment, but Little Rock, you can just walk in.
2: Well, now, I understand that there's got to be uh, a large walk-in business for this.
3: There is in Little Rock, because a lot of the patients come straight from UAMS, or their doctor's office. And then the other locations, most of them are established patients that know Trina and just come, you know, they know her schedule and they'll call and make an appointment because especially with Medicare patients, even though the surgery may have been 20 years ago with Medicare, no matter what it is, you have to justify the need for the service. So before we can provide the bra or the breast form, we have to get clinical and we have to get a prescription. So we like to do that before we do the measurement so that you can leave with it the same day.
2: Okay, so when you come in, I'm trying to remember what I was told exactly that you need to bring with you. I know it's proof of your insurance and what else?
3: Insurance, prescription, driver's license. There you go.
2: Yeah, those are the three things you you need to bring with you if you want things to go as smoothly as possible. Yes. Becca's looking at me and shaking her head. Well, Good and that's, job, well,
3: And that's no matter where you're going to go medically. It just floors me. I'll, no matter where I'm at, people that don't take their insurance card, but they want their insurance filed.
2: Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of information on that card. Yes.
3: An osmosis. It's an important card to Yes, it's a very important card to carry. Yes. Yeah, so Tanya, that's what we. Um,
9: before you go further, I want just wanted you to go over all of our what where our locations are because I don't know, if not everybody knows where all of our locations.
3: We have Little Rock. I have to count with my. <laughs> we have Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Searcy, Conway, and Fort Smith. Okay. And we do have a mastectomy fitter in Fort Smith.
2: And when I talked to Mike, he said there's others on the way in the future.
3: Yes mike and chris like to think big
2: <laughs> well they've been doing chris's been doing pretty good about that <laughs> yes he's, he's kind of the impetus of all that yes he's, he's the pusher of all yes that. chris and is. He does good he does very well it was good to see him again like i said i don't get to see him very often because he kind of hangs around yeah. the clinics all the time yeah doing his thing all right so tell us a little bit about this lady who's coming why is she so special
3: Well, she works for ABC, and that's our biggest vendor that we use for mastectomy products. So she works, she knows the products, of course, better than we do. And she knows the new items and the forms. And she can, if you saw her in a fitting room, it's just kind of hard to explain. She's just like a wizard. She can look at you and she knows what size you wear. Mm
10: -hmm.
3: Trina does that a lot, too. It's, it's kind of neat to watch Trina. She can just look at you and know what size you are. And I mean, she can just have you figure it out in a matter of seconds. Well, 23 years, yeah.
2: there's certain I mean, things you're looking for.
3: Yeah. Well, but Becky's a lot like that, too.
9: Well, and the fact that they can do that, not having known you before you came in,
10: mm-hmm.
9: and you're standing there in front of them without breasts. Right. And you got a blank slate, but mm-hmm. they can look at, you know, they look, that's what I've had help with, is them looking at my overall size and shape and what look I'm going for and
3: yeah so they can look at you fully clothed know what sizes you need walk out of the room come back in and have you try these on Mm -hmm. and it's just it's kind of it's a nicer feeling versus you disrobing and getting a measuring tape out and measuring and all that stuff so it's just kind of a not as intimate i guess is the word i'm trying to uh-huh. to use um process but they're just um becky and trina working together i mean they just are a really good team not to say i mean trina's great but becky when she comes in because these are her products
2: right and she understands she, yeah she
3: understands them. yeah
2: all right we're running out of time what's the phone number people should call is there a, A a generic phone number?
3: Um, Well, the first one's in Bryant. So I would call Bryant, and it's 847-6999. It's 501 area code if you have to dial it, but if you're in Little Rock, you don't. And they can get you scheduled at any of the other locations. Okay.
2: Give them the number one more time.
3: 847-6999.
2: There you go. Pretty easy to remember. We'll be back uh, with uh, Hortons in the future. They like to bring in doctors at times that are really... Uh, you know, it, instructive and a lot of uh, information for you. Piper, thanks for coming in. I know it's not easy thank to you. talk about something so personal. I thank you. Thank Becca, you for thanks me. for setting it up. Thank you. Thank you, you Tanya. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. She'll have some. She'll have something she'll need to do that's a non, non-profit thing that she'll <laughs> want me to talk about. I'll, <laughs> I'll be happy to help you with that. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, and uh, we've got conduit news with us when we return. All right. Time here in the 4 o'clock hour to uh, turn our attention to the folks at Conduit News. Joe and Josh are with us today. Brenda is out of pocket. Guys, how you doing? Glad you could join me today.
11: Thanks, Dave. Brenda sends her best.
2: All right. Well, you guys got a voter's guide this year, and uh, people could pick it up, look at uh, i guess you got things in there about the different issues that— uh, People are going to be voting on uh, some information about the different candidates and things of that nature. Help me set this up a little bit and tell us a little bit about it.
11: Well, well Dave, this is a Commerce in Action uh, product, and we are just reporting on it at Conduit News. So it's not a Conduit News uh, uh, production. Okay. But we, uh, we, we're trying to get it out there for people who, and we have done this for the past six years, and a lot of people don't even know who's on the ballot, and they'd like to at least get a recommendation from uh, a fine, reputable organization like ours uh, to vote for the smaller government candidates. And, and that's what Commerce in Action, uh, that's why it puts it out. These are the best for small business.
2: Okay. And you've got a situation here which really worries me when you say, there's, you know, they got all these people on the ballot, and you don't even know who, you're, who, who they are. And that makes me cringe a little bit when I hear that from you, Joe.
11: Well, it's true. I have probably 20 people who uh, I, I personally sent a personal email out uh, when early voting starts with a printed ballot and saying, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, they've, they've asked me, when's it coming? When's it coming? Uh, it's really interesting because a lot of people don't know some of the county positions or even the city council They don't know any of these people from Adam. And, and, you know, they're going to vote, and and some of them are nonpartisan, as you know. So people are just going and voting blindly. And I thought, hey, here, this is how I'm going to vote. You know, vote like you want. But this is my ballot and how I'm going to fill it out. We do that as well.
2: All right. Josh is there, isn't
11: he? He is. Yeah. Hey, Dave, how's
12: it going?
2: I'm doing all right. Don't be quiet, boy. Come on in. The water's fine. No problem.
12: Well, yeah, you know, the, the Commerce in Action Voter Guide, I think, is really good for people who want to make sure that they're voting for a limited government conservative candidate. And that's what uh, the Voter Guide did. It, it went through each race at the state Supreme Court level, the constitutional offices, and then state Senate and state House, and, and looked at each candidate and first looked, okay, is this a person, based if they're an incumbent, based on their voting record that have voted for the principles of limited government, individual liberty, and economic freedom? And if they have done that, then they received an A, endorsed candidate um, ranking. Now, if there's other candidates who maybe done some of that, but not a, a really strong voting record, and especially if they're ro- running against a, you know, a really bad Democrat, they received a B, better choice candidate than their opponent rating. And then there are some races that no endorsement, no side was taken really um, at all. So that's kind of how, how it breaks down amongst the different races.
11: Uh, it's I, I, very sad, Dave, when we, we've, a lot of us find ourselves at the ballot box and say, man, we have to vote for the lesser of two evils. And mm-hmm. I, for one, am tired of that. And uh, you know, that's why we work so much in the primaries.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the primaries is where you weed out the people that you don't want and get the people in that you do want. And let's remind everybody that early voting began today.
11: Yeah, I've got to tell you, the the big government people got the ones they wanted in the primaries this year, didn't
2: they? Well, they did. I mean, there's no doubt that if you are kind of a, I don't know if you can say traditional Republican, because I don't think that says it, but if if you're one of the Republicans that believes that big government is the answer to everything, yeah, you kind of got what you wanted, and that's the kind of people you're going to be voting for which is not good for people like I think Joe and Josh and myself who believe that we should be the traditional Republican party that used to be that looked at, uh, you know, reducing government and, uh, reducing spending, but having enough spending that we could take care of the things that we needed to take care of national defense, protecting the borders and things of that nature.
11: Yeah, we are- at uh, Commerce in Action, we have uh, gotten to the point where we are endorsing some libertarian candidates because they're the better, the more conservative choice. Uh, as as an example, in uh, in the uh, House district down in uh, Crawford County, I mean, we're, we're endorsing the libertarian candidate rather than uh, Charlene fight in Senate district or, uh, House district House District eighty, uh, Casey Copeland. You know, he is going to. In our view, produce a more conservative, more limited government result.
2: Okay, all right. Well, you know, those are things that you have to you have to look at. Uh, the key is to to vote for the person who's going to be for small government and for less spending. I mean i keep I keep hearing the small go- the the thing about cutting taxes and whatnot, but i I keep hearing that they're getting more money all the time. Uh, for the state government, but I never see them paring back government. In fact, I had an hour or half hour with uh, Peter Wallison at 2.30 talking about his new uh, book, uh, Judicial Fortitude, and we were talking about what Reagan said back in the uh, mid-'80s when he said the closest thing to immortality was a government program. You get one started, it don't go away. That's what I kept warning people about on the, the Obamacare that we voted in, and now Arkansas works. The program is still here. It may have been changed a little bit, but it's still socialized medicine.
11: Yeah, Dave, you really got to – the audience really needs to listen carefully to what these people say. For example, the, uh, the governor and others will say we cut – Income taxes. They don't say they cut taxes. They say they cut income taxes. Well, the gross tax revenue is up because they created more taxes. Mm-hmm. They cut the income tax? Yes. A small amount? Thank you. But what they did in addition is they raised several other taxes that resulted in net more revenue to the government. You know, They'll say they've got work requirements in the Medicaid, and they want us to applaud them for fighting back the, the detractors for work requirements, well, there are no such thing as work requirements. What they are is, is, is just a, a, a political statement for cover because no one is required to work. And that's what work requirements means. So you got to listen carefully to their carefully crafted language because the language is intended to convey something that is not so.
2: All right, we need to get our first break in. Let's do that when we come back. I got some questions for you guys and we'll go through the issues and we'll talk about them. Then I got, you know, I've got to ask you about what you think about this uh, this illegal march that's going on coming towards our southern border and uh, you know, they're saying it may take them as much as and the, the rest of the, this month and beginning of next month to get to the southern border. What do you think Trump does? Do you think he he calls out the military, and they, they really block the border. I mean, you can't shut down the border crossing. Uh, that would be against the treaty that we're, we've got with, uh, with Mexico. But are we going to be able to keep people from coming across the Rio Grande and, and, and whatnot? Let's talk all about that. We've got a lot to talk about today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It is the first day of voting here in Arkansas, and uh, from now and through, until November 7th, so november 7th is the day that we allow democrats to vote here i'm just kidding here in the state of arkansas it's november 6th i'll get somebody will give me a, a crap load about that again saying you shouldn't say that people take what you say for truth well that can be a problem in the first place but bottom line is yeah now until november 6th is uh, is your vote so make sure you get out and vote and I'll explain why when we come back and play Hannity and let him tell you why you need to get out and vote. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got Joe and we've got Josh from uh, Conduit News. We're talking about the election that's coming up two weeks uh, from tomorrow. That's right, two weeks from tomorrow. Don't forget that 101.1 FM, The Answer, will uh, be broadcasting uh, our regular show, which is the power panel from 2 until uh, 6 p.m., uh, and then from 6 to 10, we'll be broadcasting uh, election results, and we will be doing all of it at the Embassy Suites in Little Rock and uh, live from the uh, GOP uh, Victory Celebration Party. So we will be there uh, and live for you and we'll have all kinds of guests on and you won't want to miss any of it and we'll even be live and on uh, the uh, uh, Facebook live uh, Dave Ellswick show page. Uh, let's go back Josh and and Joe and let's talk a little bit about uh, these issues. Uh, it's a little bit confusing because we've had some that they've said, yeah you can vote for them and others that they that the Supreme Court now has said no it doesn't make the ballot one that didn't make the ballot was of course uh, the term limit uh, ballot initiative the ones that made the ballot of course casinos made the ballot and uh, didn't the did tort reform make it or not make it
12: did not make it
2: did not make it so we got what two four five is that all we're voting on then yes. All right. So two uh, is dealing. No, uh, oh boy, you, you guys help me. You got it right in front of you.
12: Yeah. Issue two is uh, establishing voter identification in the constitution. Now, a lot of people might be confused because they're going to cast a ballot to pass voter ID and at the same time having to present their voter ID. But this is going to put it in the Arkansas Constitution so that it's not easy to change going forward you know in 10 years we you know democrats are in charge again heaven forbid they could just change the statute with a simple majority vote so that'd be issue two and then issue four is the casino measure it would add or expand gaming at Oaklawn and at southland and then it would add the opportunity for new casinos in polk county around russellville and in jefferson county around pine bluff um, and then create um, new taxes on that if 13% at, at the first $150 million. I think it goes up to 20% after the first $150 million. Okay. Um, the casino measure and then the minimum wage measure, Issue 5, um, would, would be increasing the minimum wage up to uh, $11 by 2021.
2: Okay, so I can tell you right now I vote yes on voter ID and I vote no on casino gambling and on the minimum wage. Now, let me just explain to everybody why I would vote no against casinos. Because people say, "Well, Dave, you've talked about you don't, you know, you don't have any, um, you know, if people want to gamble, they should be able to gamble," and I believe that. However, I don't believe that you give, uh, you know, many monopolies to certain people and and put them into the constitution. If you want to get me to vote for casino gambling, you need to put a you know, a, a clean ballot initiative in there saying, yay or nay, do you want casino vote, uh, you know, casinos in uh, in Arkansas? I could vote on that, yes or no. I can't on this one.
11: Yeah, I agree with that, Dave. I, I think either gambling is legal or it's not. But they want to regulate it and pick winners and losers. I mean, you know, the scholarship lottery they've got going on, that, that that's running numbers. I mean people go to jail for that. Yeah, you're right. And and I don't know what is it, seventeen cents on the dollar goes to the scholarship and the rest goes into fees and whatever bribes need to be paid. I mean, that, that is just so ridiculous. And people do it and, and you know you know who you see buying those tickets in line. The people that can afford it least.
2: Yeah. But I you know, that's up to them as ways that I look at it. I buy I buy one ticket for each game. I don't buy a hundred or, or, or two hundred dollars or a thousand or two thousand. I buy three dollars and three dollars. You know, I look at it as my chances of hitting the uh, the the Mega Millions one in three hundred and twenty million, and to hit the Powerball is I think one in two hundred and ninety-two million. Not the best chances in the world, but enough to throw three dollars at just to be in the the chance to. That lightning might strike you three times.
11: Well, why can't I do that then, or Josh, or you? We can just have our own numbers racket. We sell numbers and pay out just like they do, at a, probably at a higher percentage. I mean, what, what's to stop us? We used to do it in New York City a lot.
2: Well, yeah, they've they've done it a lot of places, a lot. The bottom line is, is that the people agreed to pass a law saying that you can't do you can't do that, but will allow the government to do it, which is ridiculous to me
11: it's probably probably worse to be honest with you, <laughs> you might and, you, know, you may be the
12: the casino issue is they're saying driving Arkansas forward so that it's marketed in a way that they think it's going to help Rose none of this money is going to help Rose they did the same thing um, with the scholarship lottery and now that we see the actual payouts of the scholarships anywhere from 17 to Twenty-five percent, um, and never, hardly ever, more than twenty-five percent. And they've even gotten pushback on legislation that would say at least twenty-five percent has to go to scholarship lotteries. I know personally of students in college who saw their scholarship lottery go down from one year to the next as the profits and the marketing contracts and everything else associated with it went up.
2: Yes, I know what you're uh, what you're talking about. And I don't like the way it's run and and whatnot, uh, but it's it's what the voters voted in. It's what they voted for, and and uh, why exactly they well, the way that they regulated it was not the way the voters, I think, voted it in. But uh, they brought who they they brought the guy in from what South Carolina.
11: Well, it's again it's carefully crafted language. Uh, I think the uh, the voter ID was thrown off the ballot. Now Josh can talk more intelligently probably than I can on this at this moment. But the voter ID or the uh, term limits was was thrown off because of the the process in which the signatures were collected. It wasn't that they didn't have ample signatures. It was that the hurdles they the legislature put up for petitions uh, became so high that it's almost impossible to do that correctly for any petition, and I think that's what we'll find, and we'll have more about that at Conduit for Action later in the week, possibly.
2: Yeah, that was kind of crazy that they said if, you know, let's say your your uh, your husband wanted to do it, and you you filled it all out, and he signed it, you signed it, and if that was wrong, then they, they threw the whole petition out with all the rest of the names on. Is that true?
12: Yeah, and, you know, Dave, there were some uh, petition gatherers, canvassers, who had thousands and thousands of their petitions thrown out. They threw out all of them because they filled out a little form wrong um, or left a, a line off or used a, a, an address that was wrong. And so um, it really was a technicality, and is maybe even a little more nefarious than that, because when you look at who the, the state chamber and that group got to, to bring the lawsuit it was the same group and in interest who helped write the law to start with to make it such a cumbersome process to where they could easily come in and sue and overturn it and get signatures thrown out
2: well i know that um, what was it zook has been a big mm-hmm. big guy behind this and of course he's with the chamber
12: yeah oh. it's you know the, the same interest and in attorneys and lobbyists they have worked to pass the law to make it cumbersome are now the ones coming in and and using it really as a weapon um, to try to get off the ballot? What you know, the people by over a hundred thousand people signed a petition to get on the ballot.
2: That's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, when we come back, we got because we got the news coming up. I want to talk about number one being kicked off of the ballot and why, because it's it's something that I've asked a lot, and that is an initiated act that is trying to be put onto the ballot is supposed to be about one thing and one thing only. And over the last uh, five, six years, maybe longer than that, they've been putting these acts on that have four and five things in them. And I brought up to one of the Supreme court justices one time that I wanted to challenge issue three on that. And they told me I probably would have won. Now, The person who brought up about issue one did win. So when we come back, let's talk about how that might be retroactively uh, brought to bear on some of these other acts that have passed. We'll talk about this when we come back. Joe and uh, Joshua with us from Conduit News right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along with us for the ride today. The Dave Ellswick Show, and we got... uh, With us, I got Josh and I got Joe. So I wanted to come back and pick up that conversation that I was having with them before the break. And before I get into that, let me remind you about, uh, did you know there's 567 different ways to claim your Social Security benefits, 2,728 rules in the Social Security handbook, and uh, the federal government has ordered the Social Security Administration Uh, they are actually forbidden to offer you any personalized advice. That's probably why as much as $10 billion a year in benefits go unclaimed. You can learn how you could wring every nickel out of your Social Security benefits in the up-to-date 2018 Guide to Social Security. Get it from David Lucas, host of the David Lucas Show, that you hear on 101.1 FM, The Answer. To get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security, uh one of the first 10 callers at 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690 or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. Okay, guys, let's come back. I want to talk about number one was thrown off the ballot. The Supreme Court said the reason that happened, there was too many issues in the one issue. All right, uh, for... Uh, tort reform that touched on different things uh, within, uh, you know, that it was going to change. Well, that's the same thing that happened back at for issue three, uh, four years ago. And uh, the question has been brought up, and I think Trent Garner brought it up, uh, State Senator Trent Garner. And some people got upset with him uh, last week when he said, well, then the legislature would do what they do with money and we wait to see what the Supreme Court asked for uh, for their budget. But his point, I think, that he really wanted to make was, does this open us up to a can of worms that we can go back and look at, like, issue two that happened four years ago where you had uh, change in term limits, change in how you're going to pay the people that uh, were elected, things of that nature. So what say you guys on this? Do, is, is that a possibility?
12: I, I guess anyone can file a lawsuit at any time for just about any reason. Um, so it's always a possibility. I think the key distinction, though, is this was a proposed amendment. It had not been passed. It had not been implemented in the law. Um, some of the others that have been looked at in Issue 3 of 2014, um, those, those weren't challenged you know, at the time and have since passed. And so I think that's a, a key distinction. But there um, was some language in the opinion issued last week that kind of opened the door saying that there might not be a timetable on challenging mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's some concern about that. So um, I think there's a little lead way there, but I, I, I think the court would... Um, personally, I think they'd probably rule, you know, it's moot. it's passed, it's not a proposed amendment that would go before um, the people.
2: Yeah, even though... To be honest, to use the exact same logic that they turned issue one down this time, issue three should have been turned down, you know, three four years ago.
11: Well, content for Action has an article that's out now uh, that explains that log rolling, as they call it, in detail. So, if the listeners want, you know, a really wonky long explanation for what happened with issue one, they need to go to Condit for Action. And, and take a look at David Ferguson's new article.
2: Okay. But it's something to keep in mind in the future for anybody who's sitting, because anybody can bring a lawsuit against these things. Uh, and it, it, if you look at it and there's, they're asking for three and four things in there, they should be attacked immediately now. There's no doubt in my mind that you'd have a shot at least of stopping them.
12: And that's what, you know, at the end of the Connect for Action article, that's what it points out, that this precedent is a victory for the people because the court has sent a clear message and now is a clear precedent for these legislative-referred amendments that try to log roll multiple issues into the same amendment. So I think the precedent itself is a victory and a um, basically a slap on the hand saying, hey, don't even try this again. There's a clear precedent. We made it clear in our ruling that we're not going to uphold
11: um, log rolling amendments well that's the thing dave is that most of this log rolling stuff is created by the legislature that they prefer three amendments per election themselves without getting any petitions and anybody who gets a petition together for the people to sign they are scrutinized on this log rolling deal up front Mm -hmm. and and then after the fact like we're talking about now it's like so many other things, is who has the financial wherewithal and the interest to spend the money to take a lawsuit to the Supreme Court? You know, if you're financially damaged by something, obviously you have the incentive and the money to fight it, but if you just are a person and it's your, your rights that are being violated, you don't have the money or the wherewithal to fight it because there's no money in it for you there's no way to pay for this litigation and, and that's where we find ourselves all the time
2: all right so josh or, or joe maybe either one of you could answer this we've got uh, groups that are national that take up issues and, and push them forward through the court system all the way at times up to the supreme court do we not have uh, non-profit groups like that here in the state of arkansas
12: uh, yes, the Arkansas Economic Defense Fund, you know, is set up as a 501c3 nonprofit here in Arkansas. Um, that could could take up, you know, potential litigation of, of those issues.
2: Okay, but again, you've got to have a lot of people who want to pony up some money to keep somebody like that in, uh, you know, financial viability, correct?
11: Yeah, you know, just like Judicial Watch.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
11: I mean, that's what Arkansas Economic Defense Fund was set up to be, a judicial watch for Arkansas.
2: How often have they been utilized, though? I mean, I've not heard their name mentioned, I don't can't think, maybe a handful of times.
11: Well, uh, initially, uh, Arkansas Economic Defense Fund sued a couple of counties over putting things on the ballot or uh, spending money inappropriately in... One of them was a, a transit tax, and another was a landfill over in Baxter County. And they were very effective in getting the public's awareness up to where they voted all those people out that that were doing these things. Uh, since then, the the people involved had other priorities and interests in life that consumed all their time and money.
2: All right, so let's uh, take our final break and then come back and finish up uh, this hour uh, of the Dave Ellswick show. We can talk about uh, some uh, other things that are out there. We haven't talked about the uh, minimum wage. That one just ticks me off. I mean, it it seems to me that is totally uh, against the Constitution. I don't understand how people using a ballot measure can tell companies all over the state of Arkansas that they must pay people a certain amount uh, or a certain wage. And, and Joe, I know you agree with me on this one. Josh, I'm sure you do too. I mean, how does this stay on the on the ballot? Seems like to me it's, it, it is not constitutional.
11: Well, we're talking about it now or after the break.
2: Well, let's go ahead and talk about it now.
11: the federal government can get away with any kind of minimum wage personally, right? Uh, but I, I believe the whole thing is contrary to everything this Republic stands for. However, be that as it may, people think that they can vote themselves prosperity by, by raising a minimum wage uh, which the socialists would call a living wage. and you, you can't create more value in the economy just by passing a law. And I, and I can speak from my own personal experience. Uh, my company hasn't ever paid minimum wage ever, although i threatened some people to pay them what they were worth, uh, and then the minimum wage law prevented me from doing that. But that, that's kind of a, a inside joke. But we, we pay about $15 an hour as as, as a, a entry level, but that's my choice. And then when minimum wage is set, let's say, to $15 an hour, what do I tell the people that are at 15 now?
2: That's exactly right. Uh,
11: you know, it, 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 this is just a crazy idea unless you're a socialist.
2: Yeah, you're, you're right. The socialists are getting even crazier. And, and I think you just did a good job of explain, explaining why people should vote against this. But my, my big question is, does the state constitution not protect businesses from a vote of the masses, of the mob? Uh, that they have the right to set how much you have to pay a worker?
12: Well, the, the way the U.S. Supreme Court has interpreted this is that this uh, um, falls under interstate commerce. And so under the, the Commerce Clause, the, the federal government has the power and authority and ultimately with Trump, what the states uh, wanted to do under the U.S. Constitution. Um, so because they view it as interstate commerce, they're able to implement, um, you know, a, a federal minimum wage, and then states are then free to do. A lot of states have gone above the federal minimum wage, as Arkansas has already.
11: But okay. so what, what one business has the resources to fight this to the, all the way to Supreme Court? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing that happens over and over again is our, our freedoms and our rights and our private property are taken incrementally, over a broad range of of areas and no one person is harmed enough to bring it to a level that they want to fight it. That's this bad. Unless we can get them all together. Right. Which is conduct for commerce. That's their goal.
2: Okay. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll finish it up here on the Dave Ellswick show uh, for this Tuesday. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, We'll be talking to Applied Research. they got some new research uh, projects that are opening up. We'll talk about them, talk about some of the requirements to be part of them here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
1: Scott, currently busy here leading recovery efforts in a panhandle after hurricane Michael time and time again governor Rick Scott has successfully guided Florida through all of these natural disasters all while molding his state into one of the most competitive business climates in the country he's running for Senate against a Chuck Schumer reliable vote by the name of Bill Nelson who frankly has been in Washington way too long this is now the 76 year olds 18th year on Capitol Hill time for Florida to send him home and in the Florida race for governor the choice is simple obvious and clear you can vote for a Republican Ron DeSantis who is going to keep Florida on the cutting edge of innovation and economic success a former Navy JAG officer and congressman or a socialist mayor who by the way is under investigation named Andrew Gillum who wants to raise business taxes by 40% Let me warn Florida, Gillum will be a disaster for the state of Florida, 40%, you won't have any new business and other business will be fleeing Florida. So let me be clear about your choices as it relates to this election. If you care about due process, if you care about the rule of law, constitution, if you care about a booming economy, your paycheck, your safety, your security and securing our borders. You better get your ass to the polls. There's a lot at stake in 18 days. And as Rush Limbaugh told us yesterday, right here on this program, this is a fight for the foundations of our country and principles we hold near and dear. There's a lot at stake.
2: All right. Now you just heard what uh, Hannity said with this Joe and Joseph conduit news, guys. And the re- and the reason, you know, on the on the national scale and even in a state scale and a local scale, that you want to vote you know, for the conservatives and not for Democrats is because you have people out there like Senator uh, Cory Booker, who says that, you know, there's a, a wage gap out there amongst poorer kids and uh, richer kids. And he wants to give lower income kids a sizable nest egg, at nearly fifty thousand dollars in some cases, that they could use for wealth building purchases like a down payment on a house or college tuition. These opportunity accounts, as he calls them, would, quote, theoretically make sure all children have significant access when they enter adulthood rather than just those who grow up in wealthier homes. This is the craziest stuff I've ever heard. Fifty thousand dollars. And then he doesn't even tell you. They don't tell you. What is a lower income kid have? How much money are we talking about here, and then to believe that they'll take the money and they're going to buy a house or, or spend it on college tuition, these people have been have been taking too much asset. I'm just telling you they have completely not only gone left they've left reality
11: well I'm not sure about who is worthy of getting this theoretical Money from other people, but I have met hundreds of people in Arkansas that started with absolutely zero, just a job, a a low wage job, and have brought themselves up. and They're producing millions of dollars in tax revenue for the state with their employees, their employees' payroll taxes, uh, their property taxes. You know, and you can make it in America if you will. And those who won't, I don't care how much you give them, it's going to be gone and wasted in, in the vast majority of the cases, probably high 90s. You know, if you give everybody you know, this money, they're not going to be any better off 10 years from now. It's, it's the habits. It's the lifestyle. It's the culture that they have to overcome. And no one can help them do that but themselves.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I believe you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I've seen it happen amongst people of of uh, every ethnicity: white folks, black folks, Asian folks, Hispanic Votes. Folks. It, it, it well, you're all depends. One. Yeah, I mean, it takes it just takes and a little bit of uh, integrity and uh, and smarts, and you can make things happen for yourself.
11: Josh what well, I, I like to quote Calvin Coolidge is, is there's no substitute for persistence. You know no amount of education can get you there. It's it's all about persistence.
10: Yeah, let
2: let me ask you Josh, you're younger than Joe, you're y- much younger than I am. This kind of stuff kind of plays for young people out there when they're not putting any kind of logical thinking to it.
12: Well, they, I think it works for some. I think this is a, one of the many reasons Donald Trump was elected. We've gotten into a society where there's kind of this idea that, you know, you got the rich, liberal elites, and then you have lower-income people. But the middle class, the middle-income people, the people who have moms and dads who just work hard their entire lives, don't you know, necessarily get rich, but they work hard, they provide for their families, they're kind of stuck in the middle, and they're not going to want... You know, their kids aren't going to be the ones getting these, you know, $50,000 accounts, yet they're the ones who are out there working day after day after day to pay for these accounts. It kind of goes, you know, to scholarships. When students apply for scholarships now, it's becoming increasingly difficult for the average, you know, Joe, average Jane, you know, who grew up um, in a middle-income household to to pay for college. But the super wealthy are fine, and then the super low-income are fine. And that's not necessarily on, on, you know, those people that, that benefit from it, but it's, it's those who have set it up that way.
11: Well, I've got an idea. Why don't we let 7,000 people that don't speak our language carry their flag into our country and we can give all them that, too?
2: There, there you go. We didn't even get to that today. We had so much local stuff to, to talk now about. I got have
11: something to say on that, Dave. I
2: got a, I got a minute. Go.
11: Imagine, if you will. You're, you're sitting in Laguna Beach, California, uh, on the beach. And in the distance, you see a bunch of ships. And they're not military ships. They're just cargo ships. And then from those ships, you see a lot of people getting off onto rafts. And the rafts approach the beach. And there's Russian and Chinese flags on those rafts. And they say, we, we're, we're, we're escaping oppression. Are we going to let those people in as well? And what the hell's the difference in that, and what's happening in Mexico, and why is that not an invasion?
2: Now, I don't disagree with you on that, Joe. I just said, what happens if somebody calls you up a month from uh, you know tomorrow and says, "Hey, in a month, myself and my family of twenty others are going to show up at your door." And we're going to come in and move in with you. What are you going to do? And the bottom line is you're not going to let them in. We'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Final hour of a Monday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. And in studio with me, Randy and Donna Wright from Applied Research. We bring them on from time to time. Uh, We talk about them all the time, but we bring them in specifically whenever they have new studies that they're unveiling uh, at Applied Research that you might be interested in and getting to be a part of. A lot of people have been calling here lately about some of the different uh, uh, research uh, projects that you all, yes. all have had. I mean, Great. is that a- yes. acne one has got to be a big one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I got to believe it. I know when... Hey, I'm just going by when I was in high school, and that's a long time ago. Right. But, uh, yeah, that, that was worse than death if you were given the kiss of acne. <laughs> you that's know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially severe acne. I remember guys I played ball with basketball baseball or football whichever you, t- you take uh, you choose one uh, that had it so bad on their backs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean it was terrible right you yeah. know not 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 good so i'm glad to hear that you had a lot of people who wanted to get in there low testosterone probably another one that mm-hmm. was big that's big what, what are some other ones that are, are are coming that are new that people need to know about
7: well, we still have the kidney stone study going on. So yeah, that's high oxalate, big. That's big. And it's also people that actually have kidney disease would be able to get in with oh. this one if they have kidney stones as well. Okay. So um, so that's one that's really going. Um, ulcerative colitis, a lot of people have that out there. There's a lot of people that are, are um, really looking for new options because what they're doing is not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we do have a new option for that okay um, ulcerative colitis diabetic gastroparesis we got that one going right. on as well too um and we getting a, a, a lot of people there's not a lot of treatment out there for diabetic gastroparesis and so this is another good indication for for that treatment as well
2: all right russ jump on the line here with us just for a moment because i know you've suffered from kidney stones yeah i have i mean suffered from kidney stones
6: yeah more than one time i've been in the hospital with kidney stones Yeah, really really uh, bad i've i've had to uh um i've had to change my diet a little bit um I, i still go back to my urologist on a regular basis to make sure and i'll be honest with you right now i've got i've still got some five millimeter stones in my kidney
1: Wow!
2: And they're not bothering you right now?
6: <laughs> no, they're not. They're 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 low in the kidney right now. Oh, no, that's not good. Uh, uh, I mean, well, no, I mean they're hidden. They're not. They're they're not headed toward the. Oh, okay. Right
2: now. I, all I know is this: everybody I've ever known that told me they've had a kidney stone attack said, "You have no idea the pain that comes with a kidney stone attack."
6: The only thing I've ever heard is the closest thing that it, that anybody's ever going to feel it is uh coming from women and that's childbirth and that doesn't even compare correct
2: wow okay i just wanted to get you in on that because you know it's good that they might be coming up with some new treatments for that i heard
13: it was a second number two pain third was childbirth and first is grease burns or burns burns yeah i can imagine burns yeah you know you can't it's hard i've had kidney stones
2: i can i can attest to burns because i was working in a Coke bottling plant, and I was in the, uh, the the syrup room. That's where they make the stuff that starts as far as making a Diet Coke or whatever. And uh-huh. we were mixing in all of the, the sugary ingredients and all that. Well, you have to you know, decontaminate all those vats right. after mm-hmm. each batch. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I was doing that, and one of the hoses burst. And spewed oh, no. me with scalding water and burned both of my legs from my my knees to my feet. Right. Wow. And uh, that was a not fun. No. Time in my life because I had to go get in the tub and yeah. they had to take the they take these little sponges that are mm-hmm. very very rough and they scrape all that dead skin off. It's
13: mm, painful. Yeah. Very First nice. kidney
2: stone very I had, good. I was
13: crawling around on the floor like a baby.
2: I, my preacher had that one said crawling. he could he he was embarrassed yeah but he said it hurt mm-hmm. yeah it, it and he does. said it drove him to his knees
13: yeah mm-hmm. so what we're doing is we're they're they're taking oxalate in your your urine and we test that and then we give you this medicine and then we measure that oxalate level okay that's so they're what trying makes, to they're trying to reduce, we're trying to reduce the. the oxalate levels yeah. is what they're doing
7: there's several different type of kidney stones and uric acid oxalate and this is particularly looking for oxalate levels and people usually know if they have those high levels from their urologist oh, okay the
2: they tell world. them and they change their diet some and yes. things of that nature to try to control that kind of like being a diabetic and they try to mm-hmm. get yes.
13: your uh, sugar under control dr uh, deanna is is on this one
2: mm-hmm. oh so that he's the, he's
13: the primary investigator i screwed up today i, was,
2: <laughs> I had an appointment with him today uh-oh. at 8 15 in the morning and i thought it was tomorrow uh-oh and you know how you got to wait for three months to see the man because mm-hmm. he's basically mm-hmm. he's
13: in in town once a week or something like that. Yeah, one, so yeah once a week for once every a month, three once. months. Yeah, every <laughs> every month he comes in. I'm going to call him and so see if he's got any
2: time at all open because everybody loves the man. He's he'll be a he'll great be at the, He'll be at
13: the clinic. Let's we'll see
2: if we can get you over there. <laughs> yeah, he's my urologist. Love the guy. He's a great great man. Yeah. And I don't want to give him up to somebody else, you know, because no. I don't know what my doctor, but mm-hmm. it's what I'm going to have with somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. he's just good bedside manners and right. stuff. So, right. you know, Donna, talk a little bit about when people ask me about this, I get emails. I send them answers back to them. They go, is this like the first time, you know, they're trying to no, it's no. not the first time. This is just before typically they go on market, correct? Right. right.
7: There's there's different phases of research, phase one, phase two, three, and four, and we do typically do phase two, three, and four. So, And some of these medicines are already out for other indications. They're just seeing how it would apply to the indication that we're testing. Is but that when
2: they call it black? Box stuff i mean it's it, it can like be a,
7: box stuff is a warning okay a
2: warning yeah. but they they've it's like the stuff uh, w- was a viagra was supposed to be used for heart uh, right. problems mm-hmm. and it turned around the guys that were telling you said you know it's not really helping my angina but i'll tell you what it is helping mm-hmm. exactly you know and they ended up right what happened is i see they right. couldn't
13: market it as male enhancement so right. they had to go through all the research to prove that it did i wish we were in that study so you know because that, that would have been an easy one to fill sure and, we, <laughs> and the phone's have been ringing off the walls and uh, or any of those yeah because you know they, they, one one drug cap company can't piggyback off another company's research so when one comes out you see all the others so they have their form of it so they have to do their research and go through their studies And phase one two three four and keep going do you all pay attention to what pharmaceutical
2: companies are talking about about perhaps testing i mean i gotta believe there's going to be another drug coming up in the near future because cialis Mm -hmm. you know it's almost reached to where it's going to be a generic form pretty Mm -hmm. soon somebody
13: going to be wanting to make some more money yeah they'll come out with something else we have we have people that do that for us and they uh uh, they is it's another company, and they all they do that's what they do. Read medical just, journals. Is re- they keep up with the <laughs> FDA when it uh, they announce it. I mean, it's you know they get a hold of us and find out if we can do it or not. So, see, I would
2: love I'd love to have that job just because <laughs> that always interests me. To be able to uh, research right. it out. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it just interests me to see what they're doing because we yeah. live in a great time in our in our lives. An- another good one we're starting mm-hmm. is GERD or acid
13: reflux. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> something new besides nexium huh yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. see that's good right i'm glad to hear so that. you get i mean it's it's new medicines that are out and and uh it's either better or they've improved it or whichever way so their their uh gird is, is another one okay so that that's a brand new one that's getting yeah. ready to start is that it's already started it's already started yeah we're, we're rolling right. okay yeah just call the just call the number uh, the girl can take your your uh, name or you can go to our website and fill it out just go to studies and and uh, click on studies and put your name in there and we'll get a hold of yeah people. i tell everybody to go to arc arcansas.com you know, Arkansas. and and, and just, click
2: on, uh, yeah, yeah. just click on
13: yeah just click on studies and you'll see GERD there and you can fill fill that out uh
2: okay for you who may not know what GERD is that's acid reflux, reflux. Right. right you know that when you're sleeping at night mm-hmm. and you wake up and you got that taste in your mouth because it feels like you threw up in your mm-hmm. mouth a little bit or something. Yeah. And what's really bad is it got up into your nasal passages yeah. and it burns, burns like fire. Like burns yeah.
7: Is that yeah. burning? Yeah.
2: Yeah. let's do that. You gotta, and that's why I take over-the-counter Nexium. Mm-hmm. I take a pill every day. If I do that, I'm good. If I, Although I have lost 35 pounds, and that's helped as that well. That helps. Yeah, and that's helped as well. So that's asthma that's is cool. another
13: one. We just started another, another asthma study. Yeah, okay. So uh, we're rolling it. At?
7: Well, this one you have to have moderate to severe asthma. Uh-huh. Um, you also have to be on a uh, rescue inhaler, but also a long acting uh, inhaler. So something that you got to take at least two to three inhalers a day. Uh, moderate to severe and it's ages 12 and up for that so okay um, uh, but they're coming out with some more inhalers and in uh, helping with with the asthma there and the other thing too is atopic dermatitis which is eczema which is fixing to come out right now especially with the cold weather so uh, you actually have to have moderate to severe dermatitis with that too and that's actually ages of uh, 18
2: to 75 so we'll see more and more advertisements on tv about that yeah mm-hmm. dry
7: skin you know dry skin flaky skin itchy there's a lot of folks out there that oh. have it really bad and they the emollients over the counter or the medicines they're taking are not helping uh so these are we actually have two different studies for that so they're they're uh really
2: yeah my mine's cleared up now i used to have it i think i i picked it up i think it may have been more of a i was delivering newspapers Mm-hmm. to make a little extra money and put those rubber bands on them, mm-hmm. and they run over your fingers as mm-hmm. you're doing that. And it's I started breaking out from it, and it, it ended up that uh, I it would get hot. My <coughs> my fingers would break out on the insides here, and they'd get all little blisters, and then they would break, and then they would dry, and then all that skin would flake mm-hmm. off. Man, that was miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, doctor would give me steroids to, to put on it, right uh, uh,
7: <laughs> itchy burning yeah not rainfall, fun not fun <laughs>
2: not fun at, at all right, that's why you right. don't see i don't wear a wedding ring same thing yeah. if i wear a ring it breaks out yeah it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what metal it's made out i know don't send me the emails i know <laughs> all right i don't care if it's metal wood what it is all right <laughs> it makes my finger break out just know that sure yeah it's a, it's a mess so you got you got something for people who have those problems to maybe find some relief Fine yeah i relief think we've got that. two studies mm-hmm. in that so yeah.
7: it has to be moderate to severe, which has to be pretty much over 10 percent of the body so okay well i don't arms, have that legs but. uh so there are people out there that have uh have that and they are really suffering from that particularly now in the cold weather it's going to make it even worse
2: Yeah, because your skin gets right. notoriously dry at right. that time
7: so if they want to call us we actually have people there that are monitoring the phones uh, they can give us a call and um, give us your name and phone number and uh, we will get in contact with you and see which which study you'd be interested in
2: and i've got that website arcarkansas.com and the phone number 501-954-7822 that's it <laughs> yeah i I should have that to memory now, but I don't, but I've got that. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Randy and Donna Wright are with us. Applied Research, you hear me talk about them. You can help uh, the pharmaceutical companies and you can help yourself uh, because, well, we'll come, we'll come back and we'll talk about it uh, here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about my friends over at uh, Holland Bottom, uh, Bottom Line. The fields are bare. You've eaten uh, eaten them, house from home. I mean, they have no more produce to sell to you. All they have now is the pumpkins, the corn stalks, the, the hay, some cotton, you know, stuff to decorate your house for the fall, maybe uh, decorate inside your house for a Halloween party if you're going to have one or whatever. But that's it. They're uh, open 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. daily all the way through Sundays now. And I drove by last night, looked like to me, getting pretty thin at uh, at the stand at Holland Bottom Farm. They'll stay open uh, until Halloween or until they run out of everything. And it looks like it's going to be run out of everything. It's going to be their 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 mark. So uh, stop by, visit with them at Holland Bottom Farm. They, they are really uh, happy with you, the customers, who have come by and made this just an Awesome season uh, for them. Out on Highway 321 in Cabot, that's Holland Bottom Farm. Hey, let me remind you again about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. As I've always said, I'll go green when you save me green. And uh, Sunny's Auto Salvage has done that for me several times because, you know, recycling is something that I have not done except with my car. Uh, Sunny's, of course, goes out and buys well-maintained total loss vehicles, takes the parts off of them, tests all those parts, make sure that they work correctly, and then uh, gives you a warranty of one, two, or three years on it. And uh, for instance, I'm I'm going to have a transmission put in for my uh, Acadia, and I'm getting a three-year parts and labor and unlimited miles warranty. So for three years, I don't have to worry about it at all. And with the way I drive... Uh, I put on enough miles that probably get close to a hundred thousand miles. At that point, you can kind of expect it to start failing by that time. So uh, then I'll look at maybe buying an, um, a a fairly new car. It won't be a new car. I'm I'm done with that. So the bottom line is, you go to Sunnys, give them a uh, you know you call them or stop by, tell them the part that you need. They can give you the big parts or the small parts, and uh, they'll give you that warranty. Uh, the guarantee that comes with it, 982 7451. It's all you got to do. Give them a call. And if you don't talk to RD, you talk to one of his really professional crew, and they'll help you. 982 7451. It's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Randy and, and Donna Wright are here, owners of uh, Applied Research of Arkansas. And uh, Randy, let me bring you into the, the discussion here. Donna does the medicine you always tell me Donna does the medicine okay so I want to talk to you about people who sign up to do this if they're accepted into any of these studies there is compensation that can be available correct
13: yes most of the studies we do if not I guess all the studies we do have a compensation plan for the patient Um, so not only are you getting free medical treatment for any of these symptoms that were you know or, or diseases or problems that we're talking about today but you also you get the free medical treatment uh physical examinations we do blood work on you the whole thing want to you know these drug companies want to make sure you're legit yeah so we we do the whole thing on you and so you get that and then uh you do get compensated uh for time and travel so we make it worth your while because it's 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 a service you're doing and uh, so not only are, you know, you're getting something for it too. So we we want to make that uh, you get a visa card when you leave, and every time you come in for a visit, usually we just credit your visa card right there as oh, soon cool. as you leave, and you have the funds that are right there I on like your that. visa card, mm-hmm. That's and you can thing. go to the bank across the street and get it cash, or you can go use it as a regular visa card. Yeah, buy gas. Yeah, mm-hmm. do anything with it. Uh huh. Yeah. So it 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 comes out pretty good. All right, and so. on top
2: of that. You get the medicine for free. Yes. If you
13: get the medicine, you may get the proverbial sugar pill, right? Well, y- yeah, you know, there is there is the placebo, and it's uh in some of the studies. They See, have it's the easier placebo. to say sugar pill. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's part of research, though. And that's. Yeah, that's, yeah well, that just goes that's along. Part with goes it. With it. That's, that's okay. part of it. And yeah. That's and it's a percentage, you know. And then there again, it may not be a sugar pill, it may be something else. You know, so, you know, just whatever, whichever way the drug company has has set it up in the protocol for that.
2: Okay. Remember how to do this. It's real simple. All you got to do, and I suggest that you use the website just because on each one of these studies, there'll be a pull down menu right. and you can see all the specifics about, you know, how do you qualify and things of that nature. Uh, ARC, ARC Arkansas, that's one word dot com, or if you want, you can call them. So we've already been talking about uh, some new studies that they're starting. Uh, We'll come back after the break and go over these studies again, whichever ones that you guys haven't touched on yet. We'll touch on them at that point touch on the ones we've already touched on and remind everybody about them because they got a couple of them that I can tell you right now, like low testosterone and some others, that the asthma. I'm thinking Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of people get involved, and they only take so many people. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be in it, uh, ARCarkansas.com. All right, we're going to get to the news when we come back. uh, Randy and Donna Wright will be back with us for the last half hour of the show today. Dave Ellswick Show, Here's Your Opportunity to literally help out other people uh, because if this if the medicines work the way they say, they're going to be out on the market and you'll be part of uh, the person's help them to be able to do that. Dave Ellswick Show, 101 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. We have the folks in from Applied Research of Arkansas, Randy and Donna Wright. And uh, let's go back just a second, uh, Randy. We were talking about Clinical trials, and you said the first one was using citrus to treat scur- uh, scurvy. Right.
13: Yeah, that and it was, was successful. By the way, yes, yes, that was on the uh, for people on ships. Yeah, when they were finding out that yeah, they sa- couldn't the find sailor's. out what was wrong with them, and so they started doing trials, and it was the, actually the first clinical trial. So that's <laughs> one of the first jobs that losing your
2: teeth was a downer. About hockey was the second
13: yes yeah i guess so Have you ever seen a hockey player i don't know if there'll be one a one trial on that but there probably could be <laughs> well it'd be a,
2: are your teeth strong enough to take a frozen puck that would be you know the good one for a hockey player let's go back and, and donna let's run over some of these others uh, uh trials that you're you all are doing these uh, studies that you're doing what are some of the other new ones that are coming in now
7: well, the ones we're actually uh, doing and coming in now is I want to mention pediatric um, irritable bowel syndrome. If your child suffers from that, which is lots of diarrhea or constipation, we actually have a study going on for that. Uh That actually, I think, is ages 7 to 17, so... um that's a real battle when your kid is suffering from from GI issues. Oh yeah, you know. Um, oh, yeah. And so if if your child has that, we'd love to give you more information or have you have the uh, call and and talk to us about that. Um, we actually have the low testosterone we're enrolling in at this point, and that is actually ages forty five to eighty. Yeah, so. and
2: they're looking for people that are at risk for cardiovascular disease or events as well. Right. Like, I'm I'm really thinking about calling in about that one because it, I got low testosterone yeah. and you know I ha, I guess I I show cardiovascular events since I had a quintuple bypass.
7: Uh, that would mm-hmm. qualify. That's it. <laughs> That's
2: it.
13: <laughs> yeah, I would think that would do. I might uh, have to call in about might that. Have one. Call this call is in. the this this again, I can't go into too much details on the air, but it's the latest and greatest medicine. Okay. And it's, it's 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 some pretty amazing stuff. All right so the end is on gonna, that gonna, he gonna was telling me about it. he was telling me yeah about i'm going
2: to <laughs> arcarkansas.com yeah. tonight i'm going I'm to give it a shot he, he, see if i can get in on the study no guarantees i understand
10: yeah
7: you have to qualify so yeah. you have to make sure that you so, have what they are looking for, for
2: All right. i've tried out for a lot of stuff yeah right
7: i'm sure you probably <laughs> will
2: <laughs> I, can, I can give it give it a shot that'd be uh, good to give it a shot and, so, and since
7: ahead. we have that for the males we also have a female infections uh-huh. uh so if you uh, have several infections or at least three infections in the last year then you might qualify this is ages 18 and older uh that you can call us uh we have several physicians a lot of prominent physicians that work with us actually uh, on these studies uh dr steve simpson uh, and Dr. Nate Livers from Cornerstone Clinic is on that. We've already mentioned Dr. Deanna on the low testosterone.
2: Arkansas urology.
7: Arkansas urology. Um, and then on our asthma study, we have Dr. Terry Jeffers. She's an asthma and allergy uh, specialist here in town.
2: Um, now these are doctors right from our yes, area. Yes, they're in the Little Rock are very, area. Very, very good. Right. right
7: right and dan uh-huh.
2: is one of the best for urology he really mm-hmm. is He's a great guy
7: right we have a, a osteoarthritis study of the knee going on uh and we will probably be having some more of those coming up dr ken martin Uh, is with us on those um and then with ulcerative colitis and the Crohn's and um the IBS and kids we have Dr. Velez who's been a prominent uh, GI physician here in Little Rock for the past 30 years wow as well as Dr. uh, Angelo Coppola I've heard that so he's uh, he's on the studies with us as well too uh and then we have the dermatology um atopic dermatitis uh, acne um, we've got a psoriasis study that's going to be coming up. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have that, you suffer from psoriasis, we will be enrolling in that hopefully soon. Um, we actually have Dr. Um, Andrea Mabry and Dr. Marla Wurgis and Dr. Terry Martin from the, uh, um, premier dermatology. They're on that with us. So.
2: Wow. You got, you got like, uh, all kinds of stuff going on right now. hmm uh, phone number is 501-954-7822, 501-954-7822. Now, I've always suggested using the website because everything is right there in front of you. Uh, it's got a little pull-down uh, you know, map kind of thing that you can do on any of the studies, and at that point, you'll be able to know what the uh, investigational drug is. You'll find out how you qualify you know, what ages you have to be, you know, what kind of symptoms do you have to have. They'll be able to tell you all of that with the pull-down menus. But you just go to ARCArkansas.com, ARCArkansas.com. Now, also understand, maybe we've talked about, you know, several different studies here. Maybe none of them fit you right now, mm-hmm. but you want to just put you in, yourself right. in the list. Yes. Right. You can do that, and then you can say something. Maybe you want to say... Uh, you know i i've got nail fungus i'm interested in a nail fungus study. right right mm-hmm. and if something comes up they'll contact you
7: yes yes well that would be good uh as well hypertension um, migraines we're looking at all the different areas oh, wow. so if you have any of those issues then you can certainly call us and we can keep you in our database for that if you'd like to participate now, a lot of people want to know, why should I even participate in a clinical trial? That's a good question. <laughs> that would be that, you know, if you're on any medicine at this moment, that medication had to go through a clinical trial yes. for you to be able to get that. So clinical trials is really where treatment begins. But also participating in clinical trials is the only way to advance medicine as well. So you would be doing a well, service. it's part
2: of the process.
7: Absolutely. L- legally, you got to go through these trials. Right, right. So those are the the reasons to to participate all right so we're going to take a
2: break and then we're going to come back and i'm going to run over everything we just said just for all of you who just joined us you'll want to hear all these different uh medicines and uh different things that they're putting out there on the on the um, uh low testosterone who's the doctor who's working on that do you know
7: it's Doctor Deanna and Doctor Lupo.
2: Okay, so I'll be there's
13: two yeah two year olds. the so I can get in and see Deanna. Yeah, yeah. and Doctor Lupo. Doctor <laughs> so, Lupo was from Pine Bluff and he moved okay. to Little Rock. Okay, I built this house. Did so, you really? Yeah, uh-huh. so, uh huh. So so you
2: built the house that uh, Lynn and and Marla sons.
13: This was your your dream. That's what trial? I do. I work. See, that's my part time job. I work for her. So okay. My, <laughs> my other job, I build houses. Okay, so tomorrow night when I
2: win uh, Mega Millions, I should call you, right? Right,
13: right. We'll build your house. Because i got a heck of a house that I want
2: (laughs) to be built. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back. Final segment (laughs) with uh, Randy and and Donna Wright. I've been talking about what I'm going to spend all my Mega Million dollars (laughs) on when I win tomorrow night. If I win tomorrow night, you won't hear from me until probably Friday because those two days – It'd be verifying the ticket and then right. getting the people with me that I have to, the smart people that I'm going to need to make sure I take care of the money and invest it correctly. Right. Got mm-hmm. to do all that. And, I, yes, I'm taking lump sum. And, yes, it will be somewhere around $450 million. Almost a, isn't it amazing? A half a billion dollars on the line wow. for one winner. Right.
7: Amazing.
2: That, if anybody work. says, would that be life-changing? <laughs>
13: Yeah, I think Uh, so. uh, Probably.
2: (laughs) Probably would. I think so. I think I could probably figure out. You know, you might really have to work at it after a while to figure out how you're going to spend all that money. I don't think you'd have to work at all.
10: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's true. All right. I'm going
2: to turn it back over to you, Donna. You run through the different uh, 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 tests or different studies that are going to clinical research studies that you're doing, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll touch about compensation and all that and we'll talk about your clinic
10: okay
7: yes so the studies we have currently enrolling in right now if you have any problems with atopic dermatitis which is eczema moderate to severe uh, we are enrolling in that study we're enrolling in kidney stone study particularly high oxalate stones uh, and that's ages 18 to 65 Uh, This is also people that are diagnosed with kidney disease. If you have that in kidney stones, um, we would uh, love to talk to you more about this. We have acne study going on, ulcerative colitis, um, ages 18 to 70, diabetic gastroparesis, uh, which is uh, type 1 or type 2 diabetes, actually. Uh, But you have to have this for at least 5 years and be 18 and older. Uh, low testosterone, uh, ages 45 to 80. Asthma, moderate to severe, ages 12 and older. Um, and pediatric irritable bowel or constipation, ages 7 to 17.
2: Uh. So we got all of those out there for you to think about. Remember that uh, you go to com. A-R-C, just the letters, A R C, com. Or you can call 501-954-7822 and uh, ask questions, and they're going to ask you questions as well. Uh, I like the ARCArkansas.com because you get a pull-down menu on each one of the studies, and you can see what you have to do to be able to be uh, qualified as a participant in the study. So keep that in mind. If you don't hear anything that's of interest to you right now, still go and uh, – you know, register yourself. So if something comes up, that and they'll ask, "What are some things you might be interested in?" You can get some. You can put that put yourself in for it. Dave,
13: right. I uh, I was looking at our pipeline, which is what has not came out yet, and it's sixty five studies, sixty five more studies wow. that we have planned for the for the next year. Wow. So man, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now we'll get, you know, we'll we'll get some of those. We'll get a lot of those then some we won't get. But Uh there's 65 that's in the pipeline that's scheduled for next year.
2: Okay. Do do you put up same things and say, in the future, we might be
13: doing a study? We do that uh, some, but what we would rather do for people just to go ahead and fill that out, and your name goes into a database, and you put what uh, problem you're having or issue and in there, and then once we get that study, you'll be in the database, and we can pull you up automatically, and then you'll get a notice once that study starts all right so
2: i just wanted to let everybody know we'll be talking about dr diana because he's a great guy he's kind of like three quarters retired that's why he only comes in for a week every three months or whatever to urology so urology here's the key about him all right very simple one of the smartest men i've ever met oh yeah i mean really is one of the smartest men that i have ever met and one of the nicest guys Mm -hmm. i've ever met as as well so uh that's if you're thinking about the low testosterone study, he's, he's involved with that, and he's involved with some of this other stuff as well. Let me come back now to you, Randy, since you're on the business end of all of this. You guys got a clinic? Yes. Tell everybody about your
13: clinic. It's a full walk-in service clinic. We have uh, three APNs there, the ones there all the time. Uh, we're open Monday through Friday, of course, and also Saturday uh, from about 10 till 4 o'clock or 3 o'clock. 3.30. 3.30, and that's close yeah man. yeah <laughs> i want to say to four and you know they want to cut out early get yeah. slow you know okay. can we leave but uh <clears throat> that it's a full walk-in service you don't have to have an appointment you walk in and donna can you tell some of the things that you can, the girls can treat over there
7: well we treat just about everything um we do um you know sinusitis bronchitis flu symptoms sore throats we you're see all ages oh we, had, we, we just do have got, flu shots we are we giving just got at them this in. point yeah
2: mm-hmm. okay How about, and you
7: do need to get the flu shot yeah
2: yes. uh-huh. do you wow. have the 65 plus one
7: we have the we have one that covers all, all okay
2: because yeah. i knew they had they had the one that mm-hmm. if you're an old man like me you're supposed to get that one so mm-hmm. i got to get that yeah
7: get that one covered yeah um we are able to treat and diagnose most things if there's something we can't handle or you need uh you know more further testing we do get you to where you need to be okay uh but we do see all ages um so kids as young as well as uh, older people so, so babies
13: so up babies up right. and uh-huh. a lot of the doctors that we've been mentioning we refer like if it's a gi problem and you come in and we don't you know we can't do anything in this study well then we refer you to to uh, dr copalo or a any of the docs that we've mentioned today we're all kind of in partners with them so we'll promote their and send you to them so that's
2: a good set of doctors
5: to be yes there's no doubt about
13: that Mm -hmm. Uh all right explain the whole
2: how compensation works and about the medicine and you you could get the medicine you might not get the medicine because it's a test
13: yeah the first process is you call in and then the the girls will screen you the the uh coordinator will uh ask you a series of questions and screen for your study and make sure you qualify and then uh you will get compensated when you come in and you enroll in the study of course they're going to want to do blood tests on you and stuff like that yeah. to make sure you know you don't have any drugs or anything in you at all they want to make sure you're legit and so uh after that and when you get in the study then Uh, You do get compensated every time you come in. uh, You'll get a credit card that uh, once the girl enters your visit in, then boom, it automatically uh, registers money into your credit card. And it's different amounts for every study, but it is worth your while. It is is a sizable amount that goes into your credit card, and it makes it worth your while for you coming in. So you're getting free treatment, you're getting the physicals, you're getting the drugs – Uh, the latest and greatest and you're also getting compensated so what what more could you ask
2: you can't ask for anything more and just so you'll know the clinic is right next door to uh, burger king
13: you know the remodel that burger king (laughs) oh are they yeah it's 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 in process it's going to be they they've gutted the whole inside, so they got just a drive in open. Nothing's open. Nothing's open. Nothing's Nothing's open right they're now. redoing wow. the park parking lot all the way to the whole outside of the building. They ripped the whole outside off. Good God! They're making it all Brand all the in- all the insides come out. Everything, even the tile, they ripped everything out. It's just it was a shell last week, and now they're putting it all back together. All new brick, everything. So. That's very good. We'll cool. We go that's, eat there. That's one of my, yeah, it's
2: one of my favorite burgers. I yeah. like the, the, the mm-hmm. grill instead of just putting it on a fryer, you know. It's, it's but we're right there. there on Rodney Parham near Henson Road is where yeah. we are. Yeah, and easy to find, easy yeah. to get in, easy to get out. No mm-hmm. problem with that at all. And if you have any problems, just play bumper cars with the people out on Rodney Parham. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we did today. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I don't like hearing that. <laughs> it was all close. Right. <laughs> all right, quickly, let me run over again. It's A R C. Arkansas.com ARC Arkansas.com The phone number five oh one nine five four seventy eight twenty two. That's five oh one nine five four seventy eight twenty two. Randy and, and Donna Wright, we thank you both for coming in. And Donna, you've gotten so much more relaxed coming on the radio. <laughs> thank I mean you. you really do. You 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 did fantastic today. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> and randy you always do all right. oh
13: well, well i'm gonna have to get you on just <laughs> i'm gonna get you on talking about building a house we can do that go through all the, I've what, done what are since, the basics i've done it since 1988 all so right. been been around yeah let's, we've done let's uh me and my up. partner we've done 70 in the woodlands area 70 homes.
2: Wow. So for how long over how much time
13: oh Woodlands has been around for probably 15 years i guess has it really yeah Mm-hmm. the Is, woodlands right there off canis we so built 70 in the area exploded out there now yeah yeah they're trying to trying to do some more development all the way to lake nixon so there's a whole other 220 something acres that they're trying to trying to get going
11: We're um, gonna have to get you on and talk about this yeah
13: it's 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 pretty amazing there's there's a lot of stuff going on out there it's a nice area woodlands it's all wooded areas behind yeah. it so very cool all
2: right randy not Donna right we'll have you back in, in a few months Talk more about what's going on over at Applied Research of Arkansas. And I am going on the website tonight for the low testosterone study. <laughs> See if I can get into it. It's a Dave Ellswick show. Hey, tomorrow power panel will be here. Uh, Jan Morgan's going to be on back with us again. Ardea be here. Carl Kimball will be here because Paul is out cruising around the the Gulf somewhere, so uh, he'll be here. We'll talk about this. Group of people, 7,000 illegals trying to come across our border. We'll talk about that
0: and more right here on the Dave Ellswick Show